Hey there, I'm Sam Carrico. Welcome to the Film Fan Club Twitch channel or the podcast feed, wherever you're finding this. I'm Sam Carrico. I might have said that already. I'm happy to be joined by John Leon. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? I am good. And also Alex McKellar is here. Hey, Alex. Hello there. Guys, uh, talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the last two episodes, episodes five and six, it's 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 been quite a journey, uh, honestly. This is a show that I it was one of my most anticipated Star Wars projects like five years ago in 2017 when it was like, oh, they're thinking about making an Obi-Wan movie. I'm like, man, this is like this is what, what I'd like to see. You know, what did Obi-Wan do in the 10 years between Return of the Jedi, and, excuse me, Re between Revenge of the Sith and uh, A New Hope? Uh, unfortunately, it seems like the potential has been really squandered in the last four episodes. Uh, uh, I don't, we, John, just kind of temperature check. What has the vibe been? You know, we've already watched the whole show, but what, how are you feeling as you're going into episode five, the last third, you know, the climax of the show? You know, going into episode five, I was hopeful that they would kind of do a little better with the ending. Uh, and then... By the end of it, I was just kind of like, eh, I, I don't care about any of this at all. <laughs> and did you find peace with that? Uh, I guess. I was less angry with the show than I was... Well, I don't know. Episode 5, <laughs> I hated. Episode 5, I hated a lot. Episode 6, I was just like, eh, whatever, who cares? <laughs> And Alex, uh, first four episodes, uh, did it? Did, did they get you hyped for the last two? No, not really. <laughs> well, we are fans of the YouTube channel, Red Letter Media, you know, and they had a little bit of a different uh, opinion, difference of opinions with us. Uh, we watched theirs, and, if, and if in case the viewer hasn't, you know, basically they do a really good YouTube uh, channel where they reviewed similar types of things and they loved the show they thought it was really good they described it as schlocky they described it as cheap they described it as like super fun. okay in that super okay they said this is this is a triumph they said george lucas would be proud some of these things are, <laughs> I, th I think some of these things are tongue-in-cheek but I, I i just think if we take a second you know off the top here in lieu of a movie uh, uh alex did you did you really have any thoughts did, did, did this opinion take you by surprise yeah, I was surprised. Like, you know, it, like, I mean, having watched Red Letter Media for a long time, it's always like I sort of oscillate between who I agree with more. I'm usually like in Camp Mike. I find myself just like aesthetically and personally like, like aligning with his takes a lot. And then this one, I was surprised that I was like, why do I agree with Jay more than Mike and Rich about this? That felt weird. So, because <clears throat> like, I mean, you know, I didn't watch Picard. I haven't had my heart ripped out by what's happened to Star Trek, you know? And so maybe it was like, they were still so downtrodden by that, that like they didn't have any cares about Star Wars because on the one hand, like I think, I think about Star Wars similar to the way they do. Like it's just all kind of bad and dumb. Like they clearly loved the Ridge Tridge, but haven't really cared that much about any of it since then. And so, you know, for them to be over it and then be like, yeah, it's cheap and I'm kind of having fun with it. I was surprised. I didn't expect that take from them, but I'm not like upset that they liked it, you know? 
I, I just I think it's just think it's interesting to talk about it because yeah. couldn't you say the same thing about Star Trek? Like, oh, it's over and done with. It's been bad for years now. Uh, well, at least we can just enjoy the schlock that it is now in Picard. Like, why is one held in high reverence and the other is like, oh, we could just enjoy Obi-Wan being silly. This looks cheap, even though they spent $125 million on the show. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I think that comes down to like a nostalgic connection, like what you become more emotionally invested in. Because like for me, like, you know, like, and again, this is a personal bias. Like, I, this is not some sort of objective opinion. Like, uh, the next generation, what, like, Picard was, like, this really interesting, like, solidified character of, like, I'm going to do the diplomatic thing. You know, I'm going to make these hard choices. We're going to solve problems through dialogue. Like, there was a lot of this, like, really interesting stuff that that show was doing. And then, you know, it kind of got fucked up with the movies. Like, both of these... Uh, properties have had similar arcs of just getting worse over time slowly but i think star wars did that earlier and now this new age of trek you know when it's like we reboot the series that's one way of sort of like disassociating from it but when you bring back patrick stewart and like you're calling it picard and then you're just basically the polar opposite of what the next generation was about like there's very little in there of any of like the hope and morality and like working together like, I think that blow can be a bit harder than, like, the fantasy uh, sci-fi stuff of Star Wars just continuing to tumble downhill. But I also think it's, like, they may have felt this blow harder, whereas, like, Star Wars fans felt that blow with the prequels or with The Last Jedi or The Rise of Skywalker. I think it's just, like, a difference in where the universe was officially broken for you. Yeah, that's and, a good point. And, like, and, that, and that's just like a personal thing. You know, like I'm not going to try and argue objectivity about either one of these for like people's liking it or not. Oh, yeah. When I say something's good or bad, I'm being objective for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, John, uh, Alex brought up nostalgia. And that's something interesting that you t that you texted me about is like you, th you found their criticism of uh, uh, Rogue One and their criticism or the lack of criticism of Obi-Wan to be incongruent. Could you elaborate on that? So in their, you know, in when they did the Rogue One review and i i liked i didn't like rogue one the first time i watched it but liked it later when i read disney it. star wars film i maintain go ahead though i i think i agree with that but in the red letter media uh <laughs> in the red letter in the red letter media review of it they were like real critical of you know oh we got to have ATATs and we got to have you know all these different things that are from Star yeah. Wars that everybody I loves. love Star Wars. Right. And then in in the Obi-Wan review, Mike and Rich both make a point of being like, yeah, we said that about Rogue One, but we don't feel that way about Obi-Wan because it's an Obi-Wan show and that means that it makes sense in universe for those things to be there. Yeah, it, whereas in Rogue One, we're literally talking about, like, days before the original trilogy. And it's like, right. oh, you can't have original trilogy stuff in there. <laughs> so it's like, I, I like I get both side, both r rationales. I don't get having them both about different, about the different properties. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, well, they, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to end there, but <laughs> okay. everybody gets to have their own opinion. <laughs> well, they just, they, they just... They, they make fun of like member berries and like they're like, oh, wouldn't it have been dumb if they brought back, you know, Darth Maul or something just for a nostalgia trip? I'm like, what, as opposed to bringing back Darth Vader? Like, how the fuck does that, is that any different? Like one, like, I just don't understand. If anything, 
there's more. I don't. I won't say there's more of a yearning, but there's just as much of a yearning. I feel like for Darth Maul, it's a, in a different audience. It's not the normie audience. It's more of the you know people who like the Clone Wars and stuff that want to see Darth Maul back because the normies are like. Where, well, I just answered my own question. The normies would be like, why Darth Maul died. So, okay, that's it. Uh, anything else about the Red Letter Media? I just found it strange, and I, I was a big fan of them. I just, is not what I expected. I remember whenever they talk shit on Joker, which is a masterpiece of a film, and uh, I, it's just like, sometimes people have weird takes. Yeah. Well, I think this is also, like, a, like one problem I have with Red Letter Media is, like, how quickly they review stuff sometimes. You know, like, I mean, like, and we do that, too. It's like, for me... You know, when you see something only once, sometimes it's hard to get it. Like you bring in, you know, you've had a bad day, you bring in like different expectations. And so your reading of a film or a text can be different, you know, and they, I don't think they revisit stuff very much either, especially Star Wars media. So it's like watching Rogue One, they caught it. And, you know, I agree with a lot of their critique. And I also, I don't like that movie. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably one of the most fun to watch, but We'll talk oh, it's about no last all of Jedi, that, though. that later. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but um, I sort of lost what I thought. But it's like, you know, it's like for me, it's like, okay, so they saw Rogue One once. They were disappointed at like how it rammed itself into the original Stridge. And so they called it Star Wars porn, which I, I think is the correct read of that movie. Force that it Awakens is, Star Wars is porn. more so Star Wars porn, though, because it literally should be different aesthetically. It literally should be, <laughs> but it's not. And they're like, oh, Rogue One shouldn't be like this. What the fuck? There's no rules, man, but it's fine. We'll talk about this later. We got to talk about Obi-Wan. <laughs> Whereas, like, they watched Obi-Wan, and it just felt to me like they were checked out while watching it, and then they just sat down and had a conversation about it, you know? And, like, I think I think there is, like, we're, like, as fans of Red Letter Media, and especially, you know, they've made their name for themselves with their Star Wars reviews, I think it is disappointing to watch them have what amounts to, like, a checked-out conversation about a Star Wars property but also they've been talking about Star Wars for I don't know how many years now. So it's like, oh, okay. We're at, we've reached the point where Red Letter Media doesn't even care about critiquing Star Wars anymore. Like, they're so burned out. They're like, yeah, it's kind of terrible, but I like it. <laughs> Just while I'm listing off weird takes that they have, because this is such a niche conversation I won't be able to have anywhere else. But, like, they have this recurring bit where they won't watch the Batman for some reason. And, like... It, <laughs> Yeah. And they saw, Do and my only thing is, like, they saw Doctor Strange. So, like, oh, Batman sucks. It's another Batman movie. It's another DC comic book product. Like, but oh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. it's got it's got Sam Raimi who does a couple like different like the camera spins once or twice. I'm sorry, but like other than that, like it's just another Marvel product. And for them to be like, oh, like the Batman's a generic, you know, another just generic thing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see Doctor Strange instead. I'm like, what the fuck? Dumb, dumb, but, yeah, dumb, but, dumb. <laughs> I, it, I mean, it's just like the world man <laughs> like it's busy marvel has still has goodwill dc has almost no goodwill for their movies like they keep trying and people keep like these different things are interesting and i do think the batman was good but like marvel still is going to get like you know run on base with dc you could go see one of the worst movies of your life <laughs> so it's like it's a big fucking gamble to watch a three-hour <laughs> dc movie <laughs> That's the thing. Marvel, what's disappointing about Marvel is, and DC properties as a whole, uh, or sorry, uh, Disney uh, proper IPs as a whole, is that it seems like they're fine with, like, they mostly maintain a base level of you go in, you have an adequate experience, and you walk out. And whereas yeah. DC, sometimes you have a real, like, I really like The Suicide Squad. I think that's a great film. 
I watched yeah. it. I rewatched it the other day or like a couple weeks ago, and it's, it holds up, man. It's a great film. I mean, it copied the but, title cards from uh, Zack Snyder, but other than it that, did. it's a masterpiece. It did. That's what made it. That's what made it work. Though. You know, you take these winning elements, you take the best elements. I mean, they didn't put Zack Snyder in the director's chair, so they didn't quite take their best elements. But you know, they take mostly their best elements, they put them together, and sometimes you get a great film, or you get Wonder Woman '84, things yeah. like that. So, do you, I think, yeah, that's a good time to talk to segue into the beginning of Obi Wan. So, uh, God, I don't have my notes, so I just didn't. That was not a good time actually at all. Episode five starts with the Anakin Obi Wan flashback. I we're gonna get into some disagreements here. I loved this framing device. I thought it was a really good framing device. I like the or uh, maybe we're not the disagreements, but I mean, I know I like the episode a lot more than I think the rest of the panel might have. But episode five especially starts off on a good foot with the framing device, the Anakin Obi-Wan flashback. Uh, really quickly, e uh, Riva is made the Grand Inquisitor, finally, by later, by Vader, by later. Uh, and uh, we get Evil Lola, I'm pretty sure. There's a little scene with Evil Lola, Lola doing some uh, things, because this is the Rebel base episode, ultimately, mm -hmm. with the, the raiding the base episode. So we get Evil Lola doing some stuff. Uh, and uh, uh, Obi-Wan is kind of understanding Vader's strategy because of these flashbacks that we have throughout the episode. So we're off. To, I thought we were off to a good start. Evil Lola sucks, uh, and Reva continues to not be really fun. But uh, yeah, what did you guys think of just this framing device in the first bits of this episode five? Uh, John? Uh, I, you know, at the, at the beginning, I thought this could work. This could be good. Like the idea of Obi-Wan and Anakin in the past having a like training fight that kind of parallels their conflict now. I was like, okay, that, that could be cool. Uh, I don't think that it really like worked all the way through the episode, but I did like the concept of that. Uh, and then you know, I, I said earlier that I really hated this episode, but it wasn't really until the assault on the base starts. So all the stuff before that, I was like, oh, this could be kind of interesting. This could be, this could work out into something that I don't hate. <laughs> uh, and then it just didn't. <laughs> Alex, how do you think the uh, aid, the de-aging on Hayden Christensen looked? Uh, I, thought, I thought they did it all right. Like, he definitely looks... Older than like he did in Revenge of the Sith, a little bit but, more like, bloated too. Yeah, you know, but I, you know, I'm, I'm fine. You know, this, this wasn't a problem for me, and I'm sort of in a similar camp with John, to where it's like I liked, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't have anything wrong with going back and seeing them fighting and having it parallel. Um, I did get like a little tired of it. I kind of wish, like, you know, and this is, you know, armchair editing sort of stuff. Like, I kind of wish we had gotten more of their fight at the beginning of the episode, like spent more time there and less cutting back and forth as the beats of the actual siege Hard went on. I liked it. I liked that a lot. For me, it just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like, it just felt too on the nose. Like too okay, a lot of people have said that though. Yeah. yeah. Right. But and, 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 like, this is a nitpick. This is like, not oh, like this didn't ruin the episode for me, but uh, other things did. But yeah, but, but like that's that's my only thing is like I would have preferred they might have tried something slightly more interesting than like moment for moment, you know, let's connect this to this. But, you know, maybe maybe we're the age of subtlety is dead and, you know, we have to like hammer people over the head with the uh, with, with hey, look, these things are connected. You know, yeah. I, I could be I just could be a dinosaur and out of touch. 
I thought it was great and subtle. Uh, no, I'm kidding. The subtle part's a joke. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Riva being the grand, the grand inquisitor is a little bit of a whatever scene. Uh, yeah, it's like building the setting the stage for. Uh, 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 we'll talk about that payoff later. Uh, mm -hmm. We get evil Lola and talk about things being on the nose. I think evil Lola is funny. Also, I can't remember if I mentioned it in the last one or if you brought it up in the last one, but we definitely have the mouse ears in the yeah. opening. Uh, I've noticed that. Uh, Evil Lola is funny to me because it's just a little like, like ooh, mousy little like red-eyed droid and it's going to go cut some wires. I don't know what it's doing. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a big... It's going to be a big problem. I bet it'll be really hard for them to solve that later. Uh, okay. <laughs> leading, leading into the next part. That was like a Rich Evans laugh. Oh, oh um, man. Uh, yeah. That was, that was uh, how I laughed when they fixed it in the episode. I was like, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Stakes are nothing. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's it's whatever the writer wants it to be. It's a problem. Oh, it's because now, of later. the force. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so okay, if the attack on the base begins, and uh, so far so good. Uh, of course, Leia okay, knows how to. Okay, go ahead. Like one part where like the cheapness both made me laugh, and I was like, you guys couldn't do two takes of this. Like we get Reva and the stormtroopers landing right, and they okay. run out into what just seems to be like a scattered formation. They're just like. Uh, we'll make a few awkwardly looking semi like arcs around a completely closed door, set up a smaller version of the cannon from The Last Jedi to battering ram the door in. But then Reva lands and the stormtroopers like step to the side, but they're not synchronized like at all. They're like yeah. close enough to where it's like, oh, they were trying to do something synchronized. It just looks terrible. Like, it instantly drew me out how bad this, like, little choreography was. And I was like, you guys couldn't do one more take and, like, have someone clapping for these stormtroopers to, like, know to step to the side and, yeah. like, put a marker for where they should put their feet? Like, is the Empire, like, a well-regulated, like, regimented thing? Or is everything just crappy? You know what I mean? Like, it's... I, I think in-universe, uh, yeah. uh, they are, at this point, they are meant to be, like bumbling and because we've seen the mandalorian and the mandalorian the snort stormtroopers there's like a joking scene. well i have i've seen the mandalorian i forget that everybody nobody watches anything any of this i've any watched i've watched mandalorian i haven't watched boba Both that gotcha okay well remember the scene in mandalorian where the stormtroopers are literally like playing target practice and they're literally oh, yeah. like trying to shoot something and it's impossible for them it's i like, don't oh, mind why that. Can't do that yeah but i hate like, that shit yeah they're like bad i mean i don't mind stormtroopers when they're not around like they're higher ups being regular people and goofing, you know, yeah. like that. I, for some reason, man, this, this might just be my own brain. Like I, you know, who knows? But like just the the cheapness and like the lack of care about that shot of like making them look intimidating oh, when sure. they're coming get, to I that door. That. I was like, why didn't we like try and make this look a little bit better? You know, like that was mm -hmm. that was where I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, it's cheap. This show doesn't care about what it's doing. Why should I care about what it's doing? Yeah, yeah. Some of it has to matter. Like that's the thing. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a small. It's a nitpick. Well, something has to matter at a certain point, or else. So, John, I, I think this is an interesting point that I didn't previously consider, though, because you, you you've been through like basic training, right? And like you've done like things. So, like, what were you? What was running through your mind when you saw that military formation? Man, uh, it did not make any sense from like a tactical standpoint, right? So there, they. They get in a formation that's staggered like uh, you guys ever play like um, the Total War games? I don't know, but yeah. I kind of get what you're I saying. It, like so, back in the day, yeah. So everybody stands in a tight formation, right? And then you, when you're getting shot at with arrows that, you know, arc like that, yeah, you go into like a loose formation and everybody spreads out so that they're like 
here and here and here and here, right? So that at the 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 missiles that are coming in don't hit just like a big group of guys, right? The problem is that the stormtroopers formed up in that loose formation when they're preparing to breach a door that has straight line laser guns on the other side of it, right? Mm -hmm. So the laser guns are going to go pew, which means that if you've got a loose formation across the entire opening of the door and the rebel shoots a laser out of the door and misses the guy in the front rank, it is guaranteed to hit the guy behind him because the guy behind him is back and offset. So they've set up a formation that is literally the worst possible way to breach that door. And it just, it, you know, so that, they get up in that formation and they set up their big gun and I thought, oh, that's really fucking stupid. But whatever. (laughs) But then that whole, you know, we're going to get into the specifics as we go on, but the whole siege is like the stormtroopers doing the worst possible, stupidest fucking thing they could possibly have thought of. Now you're reminding me of a thought I had last night that I didn't write down. It's like, (laughs) is this show just about the memes? Like, are the stormtroopers (laughs) intentionally bad because it's a meme that stormtroopers just suck? Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's it's annoying. I really hate that. It really cuts, you know, okay, if that's the point, right? If the point is that the stormtroopers are a joke, and so we're going to make the stormtroopers even more of a joke every time they're on screen... It defeats the purpose if you're also trying to like shoot and edit and sound design it so that the stormtroopers are scary, right? Yeah. Yeah. If they are supposed to be the threat, if the Empire is supposed to be antagonist and dangerous, you can't then go every single ground troop that they have is like an incompetent Mr. Bean type because it takes away all the tension. One hundred percent. The enemy must be both strong and weak at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so of course, little Leia knows how to handle the situation because she's a little girl boss. I love it. I don't. I don't like it actually. But they're like, she's like, I'm gonna need this, this, and this. I'm gonna go fix the door situation right now. And it's like, what? I don't know. I didn't, is that set up at all? Should she have this information? Yeah, she's a force user, and she's you know she's a she it. She's the she, main character. Didn't she? Sorry? She built Lola, didn't she? I assumed, honestly, it was given to her like an iPod. Oh, I thought that she yeah. constructed Lola, and so it, she was like a tech whiz already. And then they saw uh, the only we, the access point for where the problem is is inside a vent that's too small for any of us to get into. So it has but to she's be. she's got enough room to like sit there comfortably. It's like, really, dude? You couldn't down. like be on a ladder and lean in? Like... <laughs> Yeah, I get it. You can't like stand up in there, but she's sitting there like, oh, do, 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 do. Oh, I've got all this room. And somebody had to access that space before, before they had a child engineering whiz. <laughs> That's the thing. Somebody built that. They have like an engineer like on staff, don't they? Like, come on. I, I understand. Was like... like a Jawa or something that built it. <laughs> you know. They uh, have Jawas from Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> Jawas can go to other planets, right? Don't they like have Jawas, them on other planets? They come here, they take our jobs. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, 
Kamale Nanjiani is back. Kamale Nanjiani is back. He survived his yeah. encounter in the previous episode. I forget what happened to him in the last episode, but I thought he was dead, but he's not. He, he, got, just, like... he got force uh, mind rape. Okay. He's um, by Riva? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she just let him go? Yeah. She just wanted the information. Okay. Well, that's nice. And one. then she like, you know, she probably <laughs> threw him with the force. Like, ha ha. Okay. He's, he's like, oh, now they think I'm a Jedi. I'm on the run. I'm like, weren't you in, like it, pretending to be a Jedi? Like, the, like, like I just don't quite get how that that he expected anything else than other than having to go on the run if you pretend to be a Jedi. It's kind of comes with the territory. I feel like we get the backstory of the Sand Snake. Uh, the Sand Snake is what she was called in Game of Thrones. You guys called her something else. She was Lu- oh, Luther's yeah. wife. Uh, Zoe. Yeah, Luther's wife. Yeah, but yeah, her name uh, is Tala. Okay. Um. I liked her. It's like a Jedi uh, allegory for Jews in World War II, kind of. She like didn't she like helped? Like, what was it again? I, that's what I've written down. Yeah. Like, what so was... she, she, I, uh, I like watched it, and I I've enjoyed her performance throughout the whole thing. She's like, fine. Her, yeah. Like that that speech every time it just washed over me because I was checked out of the episode, but it was something along the lines of like, oh, you know, I was working with the Imperial, and we were supposed to get this like small group of people. But then, so I gave them the information about where they were, and then yeah. they, the, the, you know, the Empire went in and actually murdered everyone instead, and like, yeah, you know, seventeen people died, like eight of them were children, something like that, like you know, and she was like, oh, the Empire, this fascist state is evil, actually. <laughs> so now <laughs> I'm going to, you know what I didn't help smuggle kids. <laughs> I didn't realize that the government that whose founding action was to slaughter a bunch of children in a temple on the capital planet. I didn't realize that they were bad villains. That, I mean, it's got to be like propagandized, right? That that's well, I don't know. Like that's the thing. I, I just don't understand. Propagandized slaughtering a school of children. <laughs> well, it, it's like that's the other thing of Star Wars that it's it's so hard to figure out exactly what it is because there's like not a written language. It seems, except for when we see the ancient Jedi text. And so it's like, how does the like, information get yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. like, like everything's like in like, uh, like holographic forms. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see like books, you don't see like newscasts too much. So it's like, you're trying yeah. to figure out how does information reach further out planets is what I'm trying to get at. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like there's, there's written language, but you don't see like newspapers or newsstands. So it's like, who knows what, you know, because in a few years, like, Han Solo's not going to have, like, he's going to think that the Force is, like, a bunch of bullshit and, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like, wait, if this was, like, part of, like, galactic government not that long ago, how does it get memory hold so quickly? And then you're like, well, does, do these outer planets even really know? Is all of it just, like, far off? And now the Empire is, like, coming into these, like, collapsing societies or whatever. We don't know. We just... Hmm. I think they pretend that the, what happened to the Jedi Academy was a, a lone wolf gunman. I think that's what Probably, they do. They cover yeah. it up. They make it a false flag. I think exactly. that's what they do. Um, and then the they, they, they talk about mental health instead of like structural reform. <laughs> <laughs> but they won't pass the universal health care at the same time. What is the state the state of healthcare in the in the uh, Star Wars galaxy like? Do, well, do, hopefully like, there's a Jedi that magically has the ability to heal you close by. Otherwise, 
you know, if you if you hate things, you get to live. Apparently, it's somebody yeah. else's point. This is not my thought, but like, but if you are sad, then you die. Like, it's just yeah. like how, your emotions really play you can, into your. You can die from a broken heart, but wanting to get revenge keeps you alive. What if my broken heart? I like, I want revenge. You know, like I have this burning hatred for the person that broke my heart. Did, oh, but she was she was out? too good for this world. The world. She was a, you know, she was too good. She was the wayfish. Oh, ah, the world. Ah, oh, it's too evil. I must die. You know. How does uh, <laughs> Obi Wan request to negotiate? It seems very hard. It seems like he whispers um, through the metal. Didn't you see? But like, yeah, I did. But like, I just, I'm just thinking, like, like if I was in the middle of a fire, what do they call it? Like crossfire. You know, there's a like active like battle going on. How do I go? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, are you talking about? So. All right, so come back. So the 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 stormtroopers and Reva are outside, and they're using their bigger gun to like try and hammer the door. I guess there wasn't fire happening. Right, and so Obi's like, "I we gotta we gotta fix this ship. You gotta fix that thing, and we're gonna work together to hold them back, even though we've shown a series of doors that can stop them. You know, and we just barricade in here and try to fix things. The better plan is for us to get in a shooting battle by me trying to negotiate. But so he goes and he whispers through the metal door and Reva comes up and they talk. And then we find out that like, he's like, oh, you're actually hunting Vader. And you're like, oh, wow. Whoa, interesting. And oh then yeah. she gets upset and instantly uh, <clears throat> cuts open the door with her lightsaber, which we've seen them use for that before, and force rips it open, which it's like, if you could do that, why didn't time. you start with that move? Yeah. Like, if this is really start, about... Just check. Just make sure, you know, it, it, you need to actually get a bigger gun before, yeah. like, maybe the lightsaber like, works. Just yeah. try it. it you, like, I, you know, maybe she did her four-speed run earlier, so she can't use that for another 15 years. But, you know, like, if the plan is, you know, like, I'm going to I'm gonna cut this, and I'm going to step to the side, and we're going to force open, and then y'all just start blasting in there. That's better than the the big, you know try to bust open the doors that doesn't seem to be very effective but then this yeah. leads to my least favorite part of the episode when they first start fighting in the hallway because the camera's just like <laughs> it's just all over the place we see so many stormtroopers get shot and not one rebel person gets shot the only rebel person that gets shot he like grabs a stormtrooper throws him down and there's another stormtrooper standing right here behind him and he turns around and he goes ah! and then he gets shot in the gut and then we, you know, head back deeper into the hallways. And we cut back to uh, freaking Leia in the, whatever, the air vent that also controls the, the door hanger above. Yeah. It's just, oh, so weirdly put together. I hated the Reva in Obi-Wan and, uh, encounter. Uh, it, it's like... I thought we were meant to know. Were we meant to? Is it the thing like we knew, but he didn't know? But the way they build it up is like, oh my god, you were one of the kids, and I'm like, yeah, I knew that. I fucking knew that already. Like yeah. you're, like you're, oh you're, oh. And then he's like, oh my god, you want to kill Vader? I'm like, yeah, thank God. Like she should have this whole time. Like I, it was just, <laughs> it was like I don't know. There's there's a lot more to say about it as we get further on in these these two episodes. But uh, but John, what did you think of like the whole the backstory? Uh, of Riva, kind of the conversation of negotiation in the beginning of the battle. Uh, I thought so. The door thing is stupid. They show the big cannon shoot the door like twice, 
and then you hear it. It cuts back into the rebel base, and you hear it shoot a couple more times, I think. And it's just like doing nothing. And they're all standing there. And you, you know, previously we've had multiple instances where people have said, "Oh, we have to get in there fast, or the rebels will fix their ship and take off, and we won't catch them." And they're like, "We will get them." And you know, it's just stupid that she can lightsaber it. It's not stupid that that works because we know that lightsabers work on blast doors. It's stupid that they didn't do it immediately. Right. Uh, the the whole backstory thing, like I called that um, the episode one that she was trying to kill Darth Vader to get close enough through the Inquisitors to kill him. Uh, and I get I get Obi Wan not really like knowing right away because he didn't see the opening of episode one. Right, he didn't get to see. Uh, he didn't get to see the reenactment of that attack on the younglings. Yeah, I get. I, that's why I was confused. Like, is it a, just a reveal for him? But I feel like through the frame, like the way the show kind of tells us, it's like kind of like meant to be. Because then it ties in later, obviously. Yeah. With the the Vader scene, it's like, oh, we're supposed. Oh my God, that is her. And I'm like, I knew that. I knew it already. I already yeah. knew this. It's just a revelation for Obi Wan, really. Uh, I think it's. I think it was funny when Reva reacted to him figuring it out like she was surprised anybody had figured it out she was like how did you know or something like that yeah also it's like isn't the like the the cis game like taking people's rage and manipulating it to their own ends Mm -hmm. so like if he knew the whole time like why weren't they trying to manipulate reva like more you know what i mean like it just yeah like, it seems like the Great Inquisitor was like, oh, yeah, we knew. That's why we used you. You know, that's why we let your rage do all this stuff. And it's like, but is that really? The th- like, so was she being sneaky? Was it, like, them just using her the whole time until she finally tries to kill Vader and he just, you know, wipes the floor with her? Which, again, that part was, I was I was like, this is pretty cool. I wish you would hold the camera a little stiller, but this <laughs> is pretty cool. I don't know if the Grand Inquisitor knew that she was a youngling. No, I know. Well, they talk about finding her in the gutter, and but he says some line along the lines of like, "Your rage was useful, but now, you know, we're putting you back in the gutter." Where I we think found he was you. just talking broadly about her. Yeah, that which I think is what it is. But I like on the second watch there, I was like, "Wait, I, I guess you know, just overthinking about the whole show." Yeah, and they don't explain much, but also overexplain other things. It's like, wait, what am I supposed to interpret? What am I not? I, I also the opening of the fight. The opening of that entryway fight doesn't i haven't rewatched it but doesn't obi-wan start to i remember what it is he force pushes reva away from the door when she opens it right right we get like a top-down shot of the formation of stormtroopers and reva goes flying back and the first like two rows of stormtroopers also get pushed back because obi-wan's force push is so powerful in that moment and then it, a moment happens later where it would have been super useful for Obi-Wan to use any of his Force powers, and he doesn't. And I just spent that whole point just being like, you just did a super powerful Force push a second ago, man. Oh, we're going to get to powerful Force abilities that mysteriously disappeared for these characters later. We're going to get to those. Oh my god, that gets annoying. I okay. swear, they should just put the Force stamina bar. On the top right. It has to be on the screen at any time. Yeah, like just let me know. I know the writers can see it when they're writing it. They're like draw they're like penciling it in. 
but like I need it because I don't I can't keep track of it if I don't see it there, you know. That's Star Wars, baby. Um <laughs> everything has to break the universe a little bit. I, I remembered the from our last time. It's All right, true. so every there's... fucking movie does it. Especially this one. Um, battle happens, and we get some weird tonal shifts with Leia and then Kumail Nanjiani's scenes. I feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leia's, like, doing a little, like, do-do-do-do-do. Like, how do I figure out the... It's like like a comedian. Oh, ha-ha, is she going to figure it out? Oh, a little Lola. You know, like, oh, a boop just takes a little thing off. Funny. Yeah, it, like, it, like, barks at her, and she's like, oh, here you are, and just grabs it and pulls off, like, a thing. Which also, just real quick, so... Reva holds the droid for like two seconds of screen time. I mean, granted, we could have done this off screen, but she not only makes it a tracker, but makes the droid so evil that it can go and know how to like break the thing or like she has remote control yeah. over it. Like, That's I'm just the thing. Not I, sure. thought, I thought that it was just a tracker in the last episode. Now right. it's like it's full on like she's like uh, she's given a scammer at remote access to her computer, kind of. Is how yeah, it, 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 I think was. I think when Leia pulls the little thing off of it, she says, like, oh, a restraining bolt, which I think is a thing that's referenced in other it's Star Wars. in A New Wars. Hope, but that's not how a new, it works in A New Hope. I feel like mm. it, like it's like an inhibitor chip, kind of. It's not like a like you, you mind control the, the robot, you know? It, mm. it's, uh, Star it, Wars as a religion, baby. We're all, di- <laughs> we're all over here disagreeing about the different texts and trying well, to make just- sense of them. How do restraining bolts work? Yeah. <laughs> Look it up on Wikipedia, baby. <laughs> uh, well, now they have to change it on Wikipedia because they, this show happened. So, uh, yeah, the weird tonal shifts. It's like we go from a funny, uh, a dark scene with Kamel and Gianni uh, feeling like, I, I don't remember what the scene was exactly, but it's a dark scene. Then we go from funny Leia scene to Sand Snake Lady dying. I'm like, holy shit. Like, what is the show trying? Like, literally, I swear to God, those scenes are like in succession and it's just like all over yeah. the place. That, uh, but- that's also very star wars from the prequels like we're just shifting tones real fast well, that's also bad in the prequels um yeah i'm just saying it's canon at the same time you know what precedent. i mean yeah yeah there's a precedent for this there's a legal precedent um, for star wars being <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I continue to like the flashbacks uh this, they, they continue to play a role i don't i can't remember exactly what's happening but oh yeah just like the at like a certain point it's like like it's like um in Sherlock, have you guys seen, seen Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows? Yeah. The second one. It's at the end of that movie, they're playing chess, but chess is kind of like a metaphor for like mm-hmm. what's yeah. going on in the movie. So every time Sherlock gets ahead, Moriarty's like plan is kind of, in real life is like backfiring. And then like, so it's kind of like what's happening here. And it looks, it's kind of good. So as, that's why I think it works. I don't know why you would it. use a movie doing that like 800 times better of what this thing did to say like you see this movie that did the same idea way better and like there's more hang because, on like chess is a game of strategy and we're showing how strategy is a metaphor and these two mental geniuses are playing a mental game with each other and you're like it's cool when they do it with lightsabers <laughs> that's your example like for why this going back and forth is good actually you maybe dislike it more no 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 because it's like he's getting ahead in the in the practice duel and then obi-wan's getting ahead in real life and then you know they're in it like likewise like when vader gets ahead it's like uh-oh now vader you know now anakin's winning the practice yeah round. but we're not really being shown that we're being told that in both instances like we have to cut back 
to Obi-Wan explaining how <laughs> Obi losing his lightsaber was actually the downfall of Anakin. We're uh, not getting that anywhere. We're just like, oh, look, lightsabers, and then this is what we mean by this. And you're like, yeah, this is good. This is, this is good. Sorry, I'm being overly I think, critical. I just thought it was well, hilarious. No, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> also, I think you are a little bit nostalgic about Sherlock Holmes' A Game of Shadows. That movie is, is not as good as you think, as you just said it was. No, um, I'm saying that's how bad Obi-Wan is. I don't <laughs> think Game of Shadows is that great, but I think uh, the chess scene is a good part of that movie. And to, like, again... There's a lot you can unpack with it with chess. There's none of that with lightsabers. I think I think the reason why I dislike the flashbacks as it goes further into the episode is that the flashbacks are action, right? There it's a yeah. lightsaber fight even if it's sparring. In yeah. fact, it's an aggressive lightsaber sparring because Anakin is like I'm not fucking around. I'm trying to kill the bad guy, right? Yeah. And so it intercuts a lightsaber action scene with a lightsaber and laser sword action stuff that is the majority of this episode is action scenes. So then the flashbacks are just more on top of it to the point where I just started getting like drowned in laser swords and blaster yeah, But you see, yeah, it's like we get poetry. They rhyme. Well, that's the thing. It, and I know I get what you mean, though, John. You want to get back to all the great dialogue that we've been having. <laughs> Man, episode one was definitely the best episode because they took more time. Okay, to do I stuff. get what you're talking about when you say that. But that's only like for like ten minutes. I swear to God, the best stuff in episode one is like ten minutes. Um, Obi Wan <laughs> surrenders. Uh, I'm bringing him to you. Uh, oh, like, hang on. We got to talk yeah. about Tala's death a little bit in more. Yeah, in sure. Yeah, if you want to, go ahead. So, Obi-Wan, in, oh, God, okay. They're, they're, you want me to take this? No, I'm going to do <laughs> Stormtroopers get through the main front room. All the rebels back up down this long central, oh, he's got a map. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the rebels back up down this long, narrow choke point hallway that should Basically, if they were competent at all, that should have held it. Yeah, thank you, Alex. So the stormtroopers are coming down there, and oh, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, uh, taller and loader droid, and then R and the storm boys. So there you go. That's the key. Yeah. So the stormtroopers are coming down this hallway, and Obi Wan, the guy with the laser sword that we've seen reflect many, many, many stormtrooper laser bolts stops holding the front line to help individual civilians who trip and fall or get wounded escape, right? And Meanwhile, he's already behind them. He's already become behind them because the lady gets shot and he runs forward to help her. And it's like, where are you back there? And then the loader bot is left in the front. The loader bot that easily could have used the fact that he's a loader bot to just pick people up and carry them. Stands in the front, just like firing his laser at stormtroopers who continuously miss. Tala stands behind him, shooting her laser pistol, even though she could also be helping the civilians and also cannot reflect laser blasters. And then she gets wounded, and Obi Wan is like, "Tala, Tala!" Hold on, this, yeah. this is this is my favorite bit. So I I went back and looked, right? So. She gets shot. There's like two seconds go by. And Obi-Wan says, 
no! And then like a full 10 seconds. And also, by the way, like, like this isn't drawn to scale, like, but this is only about five feet. We see it three or four times, right? Like he is so close to her when she falls down after getting shot. And so another good like 10 seconds go by before the loader gets shot. And then that's where the music swells and time kind of slows down a little bit. And then we get the, some of the most awkward filmmaking I've ever seen in my life. It's just Obi being like, Tala, Tala, no, Tala. And like the loaders, it's just, it's so bad. It's so awkward. Like any sort of emotion that I kind of felt because I liked her character enough. was just taken away by just awkward Obi going, Tala, and just like, just doing this. It was just some of the worst like most unaffected, like their sense of scale of the environment is completely effed. Like from, in my mind, if you're paying attention, Obi-Wan is like a few feet from her and all the yeah. stormtroopers are still on the other side of the loader droid. Yeah. She- and there's so much time yeah. like in the edit. So if you're trying to like, like it's just cut together so poorly and the coverage is so bad. They like try and hide it with After Effects plug-in shaky cam, but you can't. <laughs> it's just, oh, it was, it was awful. And then also- yeah. Another to the point of healthcare in the uh, Star Wars universe. <laughs> Apparently, it's so bad that if you get shot, you really should just blow yourself up with a thermal detonator. Yeah, um, I I think I was concerned for Obi Wan whenever she pulled off pulled out the the grenade because I had no idea where everybody was spatially. <laughs> so I was he like, the explosion. Yeah, I was like, is he like far enough away that like it's gonna be all right? She shoots well, the she, door she, that's right there. And it yeah, closes slowly on his face. It's like, what is happening? Somebody else pointed out it is funny that doors just do like whatever you want them to in the Star Wars universe. Or like if you like you shoot the panel, if it, if the door is closing, it stops it from closing. You know, if you, if you if the door is closed, it makes it open. If it's open, it makes it closed. You know, depending yeah. on whatever you need in that situation. But yeah, well, you got to shoot the right button. That's right, apparently. <laughs> um, but the, I do think uh, that her, any I, while I liked the character, any uh, enjoyment of the character and like her arc was taken away by the death. It was like by yeah. the death just being so clumsily done, like so. Yeah. And also, like somebody else again pointed out in another stream, but like you had a a, a grenade this whole time. Like you could have could have used a grenade, like right when the door opened. You know, throw that shit motherfucker out there. You know, anything else other than for yeah. to kill yourself later. It's- she pulls it out, and we get a shot of Reva, who's still for some reason in the background, letting the stormtroopers take the front. And Reva well, goes. Everyone run back, pull back, or whatever. And yeah. we see the stormtroopers turn and start leaving. And I watched frame by frame the shot where Tala explodes to see how many stormtroopers she got. And there's like three stormtroopers standing around her, and you can't see any other stormtroopers down the hallway behind her. And it blows up and just kills those three stormtroopers <laughs> and her. And it's like, man, you could have thrown that down the hallway and gotten like. 20 of them. <laughs> also, importantly, she's still wearing her holster with all of the notches in it for kids she said. Right. It's on her hip, and she's engulfed in flame. Yeah. Also, importantly, it's in uh, what I would consider stormtrooper territory at this point for, you know, pieces moving forward. <laughs> I would say the area that the holster is in is in a part of the uh, underground tunnel that belongs to the enemy. Um and the next things that are going to happen are leaving quickly. So, 
just all, just to like set the stage for this holster that probably shouldn't matter. Everybody make a note of it if you're watching this, so that yeah. when we bring it up, why it's important again, you can be like, oh yeah, the holster that was on Tala. Yeah, yeah. Remember, because okay, she makes a point of it off. earlier. She makes a point earlier yeah. talking about how she puts notches in it for every kid she saves. Get through. Yeah, I don't like remember Jedi that. Kid. Okay, cool. Good for her. Yeah. So she she does that. Yeah. What the? Did you watch this show? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever did you the, what is it like the on cinema whenever Tim's like I'm gonna be honest with you guys I didn't see this movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> an easy five bagger. <laughs> okay anyways uh yeah so we'll see where that storyline goes i guess um Co uh obi-wan surrenders and says i'm bringing you to him it kind of reminds me of uh what is it the, the the other thing that goes you're not oh it's watchman oh i'm not trapped in here with you you're trapped in here with me uh and rorschach says that when he's in the jail watchman's a good movie um it was also a Zack snyder film hey look at that yeah. uh we could end this together is a tragic line i think because he's just trying to help Reva, whenever he's bringing Obi-Wan, or Obi-Wan's bringing Vader, and he's, like, trying to team up with her, and she's so filled with rage that she can't... It's beautiful. It's actually kind of beautiful. It's a really good scene. No, I'm kidding. It's not that good. Um, but, uh, so, shouldn't the Stormtroopers realize at this point yeah. that something is up with Reva? Uh, Alex, do you want to tackle like, that? There's, like, two Stormtroopers right on either side of Obi-Wan. Did she, like, turn off their helmet mics? So they're just like, oh, can't hear this. Yeah. Like, I am like waiting for the uh, Arlenauts cut of that scene of them doing the voice of the Stormtroopers being like, did they just like plot to try to kill Vader? And the other one's like, I mean, we'll see what happens, you know. I, I don't think she could take him. Yeah, me well, either, like, man. Two <laughs> instances in the in the show, though, when she has the conversation like through the the door, she's speaking through a door, so she right. should be like trying to you know speak in there so like loud enough the stormtroopers should hear and then later on you know in this scene when they're yeah. like this far away from each other the stormtroopers over there and like yeah you should definitely uh, unless there's like a force whisper power that like you know can go through metal like i'm i'm more okay with the stormtroopers not being aware on the first one like that's an, it's a slightly outside the realm of believability but not so far that it breaks like plausible deniability but this one it's like they're right there and they are not being quiet like yeah. they are like half whispering but at the same time it's like they they are the structures are right there yeah I they should like be able to hear but they're canonically dumb so it's okay like, yeah yeah, I feel like it's just an aspect of being a stormtrooper that, like, when your superior officers who have force powers are making plots to murder each other, you just zone it out, man. Because it's, it's above your pay grade. It's well, not. I don't care. We're going after Obi Wan right now. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Like, <laughs> hopefully, I don't die when I'm used as cannon fodder to attack this rebel base, so that the people with lightsabers that can deflect laser blaster bolts don't have to do that. <laughs> I'll just be the guy in guess, front and not talk about it. I guess that's fair. Yeah, just stand here being like, man, it's a weird day at the job. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Did she just let him go free inside, or did he? They. I guess I. This. I've seen this covered elsewhere. So this. I wrote this during the uh, when I was watching the episode. But I guess she didn't let him go free inside. She. She sends him back inside with two stormtroopers. She has him surrounded. She has him surrounded. And she chooses, because I think they're working together at this point, kind of. Uh, she yeah. chooses to send him inside with two stormtroopers. I guess uh, understanding that he's probably going to just chop him down, right? Yeah. I and so thought... now 
these stormtroopers are even dumber because they're like, oh, these two are plotting together, and now we're taking him back inside. Imagine it's like, like the, the two that oh, just heard. <laughs> just heard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the two that are right there, and they're like, and they're like, ah, oh, so do we let him go? And they're like, ah, oh, she didn't really tell us. And then Obi Wan's <laughs> probably like, neck broken, neck broken. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah, so like, they were just Above sent their to their death. Now. Yeah. Above their Oh, 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 crap. Yeah. <laughs> Very dumb. John, do you have anything to say about that? Uh, I thought, so I thought that there was going to be, I was not expecting Obi-Wan to actually just be using her as a distraction. I thought he was going to go out there and be like, hey, I get what you're trying to do. I want to help because that's helpful for me if I no, help. I think you. it's so funny. Yeah. He does he not give a fuck about Reva at all. He's like, he doesn't give a shit about her. He's like, oh, cool. I can use you to like get out of here. Like, I, I, I think that's the implication, right? Like, he really that's what it really feels like. Like, maybe abandoned her. thought that, like, okay, you know, I can, I can try and, you know, he'll be distracted as we fly away and you'll be able to get the jump on him. Maybe part of them believed that, but I was also surprised, especially on the rewatch, that I was like, oh, he did nothing to try and help her get the jump on Vader. He just was like, oh, well, this will help us get away. <laughs> and how convenient. She, she, doesn't even, she doesn't even make her attempt to kill Vader in the moment where it would be effective. Oh, it's, yeah. no, it's not tactical. And well, then... What? Yeah. <laughs> let's get there. We'll, let's get there real quick. So, Evil Lola is fixed way too easily. Uh, I already talked mm -hmm. about that a lot. Chicken off the inhibitor. How is Leia this smart? It's just so dumb that she's able to fix everything. I feel like because I don't think it's everybody's a genius. If your name is Skywalker, powers. if you have Force yeah. powers, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Um, yep. I don't like it. It's not fun. Uh, I kind of yep. start zone out. I think a lot more action stuff happens. I wrote down Vader grounds a ship with the Force. Yeah. This is a problem. He should Hasn't not he be done able that. To. No, Kylo Ren has no. done that before. I mean, no, Ray did it before. Okay, I don't remember that. Whatever, but that I can accept that because that came later in the storyline. There was Vader was the most Vader is supposed to be the most powerful person in the Star Wars universe at this point, um, and he doesn't do it in at all in the original trilogy. There's multiple moments where he should have if he has this ability, and he doesn't do it. So therefore, he can't do it. I feel like I know whatever you're gonna say, religion, bullshit, whatever, but. He shouldn't be able to do that. He, it, why, and if he does, if he has the ability to do that, it's just it's it's a plot hole, and I yeah. hate it. And I get that that another person comes along later that maybe is more powerful and can do that. And that's why it's so epic in whatever fucking. Actually, I don't even remember when it happens. Secretly. It happens in it like it literally beat for beat happens the same way in the Rise of Skywalker. Like although it's an Empire ship taking off. Ray grabs it to hold it back, and then she blows it up with force lightning. And then another ship is seen taking off that actually has Chewie, so she thinks she kills right. Chewie. And I then in you. this one, it's like, oh, the rebels are taking off, and Vader grabs it and brings it back down. And the other ones take off, and it's like, I'm like, oh, like, are we just setting precedent? What are we doing? Well, it's just it's dumb. If you want to say that that Kylo yeah. Ren can do that, or or Ray can do that, maybe, maybe. I really yeah. don't think they should be able to do it either. But like. Vader should have grabbed the Millennium Falcon whenever it multiple times when it was taken off and trying to flee him. Like he just should have done that, and he didn't. So that's right. probably shouldn't be able to do it here. Look great though. Look very cool. I loved how it looked. You know. Yeah. Um, they outsmart him? Question mark. I, I I don't know if I have problems. It felt a little Scooby Doo ish, but I don't know if I have problems with the mechanics of how they actually outsmart Vader. I don't think. Do you guys have a problem with that, John? It. 
you know, it felt to me a lot like so. Okay, okay, in episode four, when Obi Wan escapes from Darth Vader after being held over the open flames, right? Yeah. We talked about that in our last episode, and I was like, was that two? That was episode three, uh, actually. So we talked about that in our last episode, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be super generous and say that Vader saw that Obi-Wan, a broken, pathetic weakling, had friends that were still willing to risk death, basically certain death, to save him, and stopped pursuing them because he was contemplative about that, right? Uh, that never paid off at any point in the show, right? So that was wrong. <laughs> but it, this felt kind of the same way, but even worse. Because if he can stop one transport from taking off, why can't he stop a second well, one? I kind of buy that he they did it in such quick succession that um, that he was still like... His stamina bar was recharging. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm, I am trying to. I don't want to make that joke, but like I, right. I, I am like steel manning it and thinking maybe like he could only focus on one ship at a time. He was still kind of holding that other one. But you can't say it was his stamina bar because he then uses force powers as his sole weapon oh, to fight. With. Oh, you're right. You're right. So you're it's right. not like he's tired. Well, no. I mean, I guess I meant like in that moment he was holding on to something else. So maybe he couldn't hold on to two big ships at the same time. Was he holding on to the ship, or did he rip no. open the door and the walk? He ripped open the door and then it flew off, and he's just like, ah, fuck, grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> it is all like that was another moment where I thought, now the hunt truly begins. Yeah. Also, like you were pointing out, it's like. This show is wanting it both ways to where Vader is like, oh, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to torture Obi-Wan, which I guess maybe it's like once he sees that Obi-Wan is more powerful, his rage comes back more. And so he gets sloppy. But it's like That's with the point. Vader that took his time to throw Obi-Wan in the fire and right. then he's like, oh, I'll let him get him away. Would he then be the same Vader that's like, I have to get in there now. I'm not waiting. What... I'm not going to siege this guy. You know, it like, is I have to be the one to kill him. Yeah. It is whatever individual argument you're using at that time for that. Like the thing with how did the Inquisitor survive? Somebody said like, oh, if you read the extended universe, he has he has uh, two stomachs. So therefore, when he got stabbed, it only went through one stomach and the other one he's able to live. I'm like, how the fuck did Reba survive? Then they're like, oh, fuck, I don't know. You know, it's like, yeah, so. They, they fooled us. Yeah. The revenge is a, does wonders for the will to survive. You know, it's like, yeah, all I don't right, know well, why you got to add stomachs into this situation. He says... I wanted revenge. Well, that so was before episode. Five. That was before episode five when people are speculating. Because okay. I've been watching other podcasts. That I've been doing this weekly. And rest in peace to those poor dumb motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> uh, Reva versus Vader. Reva versus Vader happened. I have to think about this. I enjoyed don't, that fight. I don't know if I have anything anything bad to say about it, Alex. No, I mean really? again, it, it's like some of the some of the like. I mean. I get like I wish they'd built up to it better. I wish this this fight had taken place in a yeah, better show. Yeah, her tactics show. Are, are dumb in that scene. She like yeah. why did she use that moment uh, as opposed to well, any other opportunity? To, well, like to why spark spark the lightsaber as as opposed to like boom, just put it like, right here and through. then light it. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, yeah. Why do this? Like, I'm gonna make a bunch of noise and put some light on. You know, like whatever. We know that she can't she actually kill ah! Vader, so she's got to be so her. Her intelligence has to go down a whole bunch, which you could say was her blind rage and fear and all of this stuff. Whatever it was executed 
that the very beginning was executed poorly. Uh, but then uh, the rest of the fight I thought was pretty good. Again, like I'm not, I like the shaky cam is just like too well, you have to thread that needle. Barry. Obvious. Yeah. Yeah. You have to thread but, the needle of like she has to. We have, we want we want her to you know hold her weight a little bit, but also right. we, we can't like devalue Vader at all because we know. Yeah. Especially us, uh, but also like any normie, I feel like wouldn't want to see Vader get you know taken like beaten. By I think character. had we like had a beat of her like being at the entrance seeing him hold the ship and she like hesitates for a moment because she's afraid that would have made the whole fight work way better but because we don't have any of that beat we don't have anything that sees her like waiting until he's no longer distracted or her actually being afraid yeah. or like over angry it just comes off as like well that was the dumbest fucking way to try to do this you know? yeah it was dumb they could have done vader's holding the ship right and he crashes it to the ground and then she tries to attack him. Oh, yeah, she sp yeah, then she sparks yeah. a lightsaber and swings right. at him. And then Obi-Wan takes off at the same time. Right. And, yeah. then, and then he's like, what the fuck's happening? Maybe she gets the one up on him. And then uh, then he takes it. Then he gets the, he wins because he's Vader. But um, right. that would have been, damn, that would have been so much better, John. Nobody's stupid. Yeah. Where yeah. Right. Everyone is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I prefer a show where people aren't as stupid. Or their stupidity makes sense because of like an emotional or like character blind spot. Not just, you know, oh, I'm gonna be do the worst job at the thing I've wanted to do my whole life, you know. I did really like that fight scene though. Like I it was good. really yeah. enjoyed Vader. And this is this is the like biggest part of the flashbacks that I really liked. In the flashbacks, we see Anakin has Obi-Wan on the ropes, and then Obi-Wan uses force powers to manipulate Anakin's lightsaber so that he wins the fight by basically disarming Anakin with a force pull, yeah? Yeah, yeah. some people have said that Obi-Wan's was also on the ground, so why didn't Anakin just grab his lightsaber? But whatever, yeah. Yeah, but also... Anakin was dumb in that. He was the... He was the... The paddle one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, also, this... Honestly, okay, we gotta talk about this flashback for a second, because you remind me of something. So, like, the last shot we see of that flashback, right? Anakin's, like, knocked Obi-Wan's lightsaber away, and they're standing a little bit apart, and Anakin's like... I've disarmed you, I've won. And then the next thing, as far as I remember, we cut back to like Obi-Wan, like he talks to, Obi-Wan talks to him for a minute. He's like, yeah. your need to prove yourself will be your undoing or whatever, or still you. And like the next thing we cut back to is like Obi-Wan already standing and having done some like move and like elbowing Anakin in the back to like put him off balance and grabbing his lightsaber. So they're in roughly the same position, but because Obi-Wan is the master, he's like, now I get to officially decide that the fight is ended. And yeah. so Obi-Wan just wins on a technicality of like, oh yeah, well, you need to prove that you're the master and I'm the Padawan. It's like, will be your undoing. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It, like there's not a huge difference in the thing other than like, we like Obi-Wan and we know Anakin <laughs> has to lose. It yeah. did seem like they wrote themselves into a little bit of a corner. Yeah, because we want that. That's how the mechanics of this episode yeah. have to work is that Anakin has to lose in both scenarios and it has to reflect each other. But like, we don't really know how to have one because yeah. these writers are not smart. So they're like, yeah, how and do because have there's one nothing deep another? about lightsabers. Like, chess has a lot <laughs> going on. Chess, lightsabers are just aesthetically interesting. There's no depth to them. They're not smart. They're never used intelligently. Um, they're just, they just look cool. Did they do anything cool with Arya Starks? Like they did a little bit of an Arya Stark, like like the way that she used her 
sword in Game of Thrones made gave her an advantage over others. Like she, and she was unique because of it. Isn't there a little bit of something to that? You can make swords interesting, right? Surely you can. Yeah, make you have, people have made swords interesting forever. I'm talking about lightsabers. There's I'm saying lightsabers aren't interesting. The potentiality of lightsabers is incredible. The yeah. potential for lightsabers to be sick. Like, if you made a lightsaber fight where people were, like, turning their lightsabers on and off to get past blocks, right? Yeah. Like, that'd like, be sick. Like that, the, the corridor crew thing I sent you, where they treat it as this thing, where they're making small moves and burning each other's hands. Like, laser swords can be cool. Lightsabers, though, there's nothing to them. They, they literally just look cool. And everyone wants them to be cool, but they suck in every movie. And they like we thought Kylo's like staticky one was gonna be cool. No, they still just did stupid, not interesting sword fights. Like, I, I yeah. love that they they inter- the, the Inquisitors were created for the show Star Wars Rebels, and they were created with the the spinny lightsabers that Reva also has. And oh, yeah. everyone yeah. hated those. Everyone hated those for that show, and they thought they were dumb. But they bring back the Inquisitors for this. They're like, fuck, we have to include them, right? So I enjoyed that in this Vader fight. They kind of like they're like. That's a dumb concept, right? Because like she she starts spinning them, and Vader's yeah. like, "What are you What are you doing?" You know, he just like, stops it with the force. I agree. It, it was cool. I liked the slowing down. It made me. Like, I was like, "Damn!" He's like, as he's like pushing her, like literally into a corner. It was good. It was a, it was a good scene. Yeah. It also was like it totally to me anyway. It felt like a panic move, right? Yeah, it yeah, one hundred percent. Shit! Start spinning. Fuck! <laughs> I'll try spinning. That's a neat trick. <laughs> yeah, got it in there. <laughs> so well, you mentioned like it would have uh, been kind of cool if uh, through Reva's acting, uh, through Moses Ingram's acting, it would have been cool if she showed a little bit of like like a lack of like what like fuck am I really good? One of my favorite moments in Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which is not a great film, but it's okay. Um, I like the. It's probably my second favorite of the the, the Disney ones. But um, uh, oh, no, Solo's good too. Hang on. All right, so. Yeah, except uh, especially the name thing. Hang on. So, uh, so what was I gonna say? The, it, my favorite part of the Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I'm is, back in. Uh, <laughs> is favorite part of Star Wars: The Force Awakens is whenever uh, Ben has been defeated and Kylo Ren's trying to get the lightsaber, and uh, it, it goes past Kylo Ren and over to Rey. I'm getting a little choked up right now because oh, then yeah. she like grabs it and it sparks it up. And you could see in Daisy Ridley's face that she's unsure. Or the character is supposed to be unsure of herself. Like, fuck, am I really gonna do this? You know, because now she's been put into a position getting a little choked up where she has to. It's the right thing to do in this moment. She doesn't want to, but she has to because she's the only option left. It's such a good scene. I really like that part. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, no, that was good. That was a good part of that movie. I, I, I'm, I'm torn because some people were like, what if, you know, uh, it, go, it flies past Kylo Ren and then Luke grabs it. And I'm like, ooh, that would have been, that would have like pushed on the the, brand, the button on my monkey brain. But I was like, I don't know. Yeah, Character? that, that would have that would have taken that even closer to Star Wars. But I was like, where the fuck did you come from, dude? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see like, you see his little like, you know, his little like X-wing in the background just landed. You know, it's like, yeah. You can he see just like, got out, ran over to the fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this movie. Uh, I, I thought ah! I, I like I like what they did though, because it because it didn't it wasn't nostalgia and it was like a good scene for a new character. And you can make new characters good. Uh, yeah. Okay, 
as long as they're not be. girls, because then everyone will think they're overpowered and uh, married. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That was a good beat for Ray. That was good that's what I'm saying. I, I think it was good. And the internet, like Max Landis no. made one video, and then the internet was like, oh, she's too overpowered. No, uh, da, da, da. She like, is in the other, in The Last Jedi. I mean, okay, hang on. Like, she is in The Last Jedi. Stop it. Okay. John yeah, she's Reed in that movie. A, I was going to say the reason why I like the Reva Darth Vader fight. Excuse me. Is Darth Vader uses the Force to maneuver Reva's hands, so that he like he doesn't even pull out a lightsaber for the first half of it because he's like I don't need to. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> never actually sparks his own lightsaber. Each time, it's just hers. Yeah. yeah he in fact, cool. he yeah. takes hers, snaps it in half, and tosses half of it back to her. <laughs> it's just like yeah. brutal. I know. So <laughs> oh, and I, I, I never, I mentioned this, and it might be a little bit too of like, guys, it's like the other thing, but I do like the match cut of uh, Anakin coming. It's dumb. She survived two stab wounds, apparently, because uh, I think. Anakin well, the first time got rid of all of those organs, and the second time, there's nothing to hit. So, like, I, I, it makes sense to me. So I, I don't know the exact same place twice. It's like, hell yeah, that was perfect. You got my wound again. Yeah, that's yeah. It took all that stuff. Part. It's just robot parts now, dog. Oh my god, I, I, I like the match like cut though. Match cut too. I agree because not only it made me feel something for Riva to oh, know I felt so bad for how helpless she probably felt in both of those moments. Absolutely, and you because we're seeing them both happen at the same time, where we hadn't seen them happen before. It's like compounding how drastic it must feel to her now. Yeah, and. They yeah. It's also super like sadistic for Darth Vader to be like, huh, I'm just going to know what I'm doing. Place, yeah. You idiot. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Good. it's good. I like no, it. No, it's good. But I'm also thinking because, you know, at, later on, we're going to get a whole lot of blue means good, red means bad color stuff. But in this shot, Anakin's lit up like back when he's killing a child by a blue light. So right. it's like, even though, I, I don't know, I'm just like trying to think of this like interesting like inconsistency of their blue means good, red means bad. But like, but it's like, but it's, still, like it's a good shot. Yeah. yeah. Revenge of the Sith fucks with that like as a whole though. You know what your problem is, Alex? You keep I want watching... lightsabers to be interesting. Well, that, but also you keep watching Star Wars as if previous scenes of Star Wars have any relationship <laughs> to the next scene. <laughs> yeah, it's true. One shot to the next. No, <laughs> that's what's cool though. Is no, I, I can. I can about noodles. I can. For, well, basically though, I can <laughs> completely like forget how bad the rest of Obi Wan was and watch just the ending to Episode Five and be like, okay, up until she survives because she should not have survived. Dumb as fuck. Why did they just leave her there? Uh so uh, <laughs> so that the Grand Inquisitor can walk back in and be like, surprise, I was never dead, idiot. Yeah, like, what the fuck? You just proved that she's proof, he's proof, we're all proof that you can survive death. Literally everybody in that room is proof that you can survive death, including Anakin. So, like, I would definitely, I would do a double tap, you know, maybe cut off her head, whatever. I, yeah, I think they just wanted to leave her in shame again. They're like, ah, we did this before, you thought you could get revenge? Look, look how weak you are. You can't do, I do shit. Like, I mean, he was right, right out of here. Ultimately, Vader was right, though. He's, he's like, I, I don't have to kill her. She will be like, she will give me no problem in the future, like, even yeah. if I leave, leave her alive. And she doesn't. <laughs> it's true. She's not in the original. From trench, his perspective, so. yeah, from his perspective, <laughs> he's like, I don't even have to, like, like kill you. Like, you're, you're, you're never going to fuck with me again. And she did. 
<laughs> we know she's not a problem. We've seen her not exist. <laughs> oh man. Like I make a I make a Reva Reva spin-off series that's just in between every movie. And it's like actually, you know, oh, I gotta deal with this again. Okay. Yeah, uh, also, last ahead. thing. The Grand Inquisitor coming back, he like takes the Grand Inquisitor badge off of her chest and he's like, ah, I'm still alive. And then all of that relational dynamic shit that we've established between that guy and Reva never comes up again. The Absolutely pointless. That's at, at, too, though. At bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just like, uh, why Does didn't he why couldn't he have been the Grand Inquisitor in that? Why couldn't he have walked up behind Vader and been like, ha we yeah, knew you were bad the whole time. The other yeah, guy would actually show made up for something else, I think, right? Like he has to be alive oh, yeah, after he's this. In rebels or whatever. Yeah, that's why. It's because the Grand Inquisitor. Because the, the Grand <laughs> nobody's Inquisitor, allowed to die. Yeah, is a is an. No one's ever really gone. <laughs> it's about family. It is and about. That's family. what I think makes it so powerful. Um, yeah. Already, I franchise. <laughs> For the worst people ever. Okay, I uh, already know that Luke ends up fine, so that cliffhanger means nothing to me. That's like a, like a lot a shot of like she's like she fine. Also <laughs> dumb as fuck that Bail Organa is like, hey, I know we're not supposed to be talking, but I haven't heard from you in a while, so I want to send you a message just in case. Here's that gives away all the information. In case I'll check thought, here's where I am at these yeah. locations, these coordinates. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling you. I'm worried you're captured. He's a politician, not a spy. So you know. I hated it. That Whatever. was dumb. I hated that Reva lived, and, and, and having watched episode six, she could have and should have died here. She should have died here. They wanted to have a, a Luke storyline in the last episode. I get it, but like, well, they got to try and set up a spinoff series for Reva. And I hate that. I really hope they back out of that, but it seems like clearly that's what they're they're trying to do. I and think I, she's. Are they are they really wanting to make a whole other series of this character? I, I don't. I, I don't know if they're planning probably. on. They, they need something probably to air a, a certain month on Disney Plus because they don't have that slot filled right now. So, um, yeah, have so, they made the Ahsoka Tano TV show yet? They are making that right now. Um, uh, so, spoiler alert as we head into episode six. Okay, so I guess yeah, it just came out. I was like, we just spoiled everything, but well, well, no, it's the, no, the, it's the yeah. most I haven't used it yet. It's the most recent one. Um, no, that makes sense. I, I was confused. Yeah, <laughs> idiot. Um, <laughs> We are on Tatooine again, thank God, and Reva's there. She was able to leave that base after Vader and Obi-Wan and get to Tatooine while Vader and Obi-Wan are still like, like, seems like they just left, you know? So it's just, it seems like already spatially, I don't understand what's happening. Um, and then uh, why is she after Luke uh, exactly? Alex, let's throw it to you. Why is she after Luke? I don't understand. So I, yeah, I was very confused on the second watch through because like, I mean, I was, like, making a pizza and I was doing other stuff, so I wasn't paying that much attention. But I was like, wait a minute. Did, like, Because in my mind, I know that Luke is Vader's kid, right? So at first, without, like, and I wasn't sure. I was like, wait a minute. Did something that Bail Organa said make her realize that Luke is Vader's son? And now she's going for revenge on Vader by killing his son. But then I don't think that's actually what happened. I think because I was talking to John about this, and I think what you had told me was correct, that she, like, was so mad at Obi-Wan and, like, going to get revenge on him that she's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go kill the person that Obi-Wan was trying to protect since he used me. So that's what I think it is. I think it's sort of like a, you know, she's going to now, she her, like, sights are on Obi-Wan 
she doesn't know where Obi-Wan is now, but she knows that he's going to come back to watch this kid. Because that was, like, sprinkled in earlier. Like, she kind of had that in her mind from other stuff going on. So it, it makes sense to me that way. It's not... I, I think it's very fuzzy why she's going after Luke. I mean, I think the real reason is because they want a bit of a Luke scene and to make us like Owen and Baru more so we feel even worse when they get turned into burnt skeletons in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. And I was also thinking, like, like, how much does Luke react to his aunt and uncle being burned alive, you know? Like, I know he has, like, his, like I'm sad and I'm going to look at the two sunsets, but then he's, like, goofing with them on the Millennium Falcon and all that stuff. Like, they're hanging oh. out, they're chilling. And it's, like, I feel like we've really set up that Owen and Baru, like, really love and, like, have protected Luke a lot. And it just now it makes me question things about – but, I mean, I could rewatch A New Hope. It's been a while since I've seen it. And I could be like, oh, okay, no, no, no. they We do this fine. I, I'm not sure. But it was just a thing that was like, man, you guys are really working hard to make me like two people that I know are going to get burned alive. Like to skeletons, and yeah. uh, you know, not too long. I, I, so, I we're, we're jumping ahead, but I really liked how much they were able to utilize Owen and uh, Baru yeah. in this episode. For the most part, I like the screen time. I don't like what they did in the episode. I know John hates a lot of what they did in this episode too. Um, John, why is she, why is Reva after uh, Luke? Do you have anything to add before we move on to the beginning? Reva's on Tatooine, and I like her. She, her. What do you think of her outfit? She's wearing a hood now. All these things. Why is she after Luke? She's I think evil Jedi wrote. <laughs> she looks like a Jedi. Yeah, she's yeah, shadow shadow the hedgehog Jedi. <laughs> I, I think uh, you know maybe there's another aspect like Alex already talked a lo- most a lot about what I thought about it, but also like uh, you know she interacted with Owen before and hears his name in the message and hears that it's his kid that. Obi-Wan and the guy in the voice messenger after. And she suspected that he knew where Obi-Wan was and her Inquisitor partner made her stop pursuing that. And so there's maybe another level of her like remembering being scolded and knowing that she was right and kind of also wanting to fuck over Owen for lying to her and getting her in trouble. But they don't show us any of that. So all of that is, again, just me being incredibly generous to a show that repeatedly proves that they don't deserve it. So, And also, were we supposed to believe that her, like, zealotry and, like, really being obsessed with, like, finding Jedi was also part of an act? Like, I know why she wanted to get Obi-Wan, because she knew that was her best chance to get after Vader. But, like, her re- threatening to kill Owen's family, like doesn't seem to get to that step unless it's like, I have to convince these people that I'm the most bad motherfucker around for killing. I Jedi. genuinely think she wanted to kill up until the end of this episode. I think she genuinely wanted to kill. I think, I think they try to have their, their cake and eat it too with Reba's character. I okay. don't think she yeah. gets redeemed. I don't think she gets changed. Well, I mean, she does eventually, but I, I thought they would have Obi-Wan be like, Oh, don't you realize this is what's happening? You should really yeah. be after Vader. And then she's like, Oh my god, I am after Vader. I should be after Vader. When she doesn't kill uh, Luke, I texted John. I was like, is PTSD the real hero? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, actually, but, but uh, uh, yeah, her her motivations are all over the place, but and I they they did it in a really annoying <clears throat> way that, that where I was right with my predictions, but I was wrong with my predictions too. But I knew that she was gonna be good at the end. But I just Classic didn't know Star Wars. Fuck it. Uh so uh 
slow speed chase. Uh, I'm getting Last Jedi flashbacks, guys, uh, with the slow yeah. speed chase of the two ships like chasing each other. I hate that shit. It's just boring. Uh, they're one, losing. The, the, the only thing that I'll give this one slightly more credence to is I think they're trying to set up that like Vader wants to like be there to kill Obi-Wan. Like, right. like not blow up the ship he's in, destroy him, but like stab you know like 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 have that like rocks at him rather yeah i don't think they i don't think they fully communicate that but i feel like that's meant to be understood that's good so that's the only slight pass i give to this i still think it's dumb and like they're like oh we gotta make sure there's precedent for all the things the fans hated about the new trilogy so we gotta stick every one of them in here but (laughs) yeah they could have had one like okay Later, when Obi-Wan leaves that ship, the Inquisitor guy is like, Darth Vader, we have to go after the, the freighter because that's more important than Obi-Wan, right? You could have had another scene like that where the Inquisitor is like, we can blow them up right now. We're a fucking Star Destroyer. What are we doing? And Vader goes, no, no, I want Obi-Wan in person. You will follow my orders and not yeah. destroy them. And then, cool, we're done. That would have taken two seconds and it would have been like a repeating thing throughout the episode yeah but they can't bother to do anything like that (laughs) um yeah let's not jump ahead too too far but uh because i have a lot apparently about them being on this 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 the ship uh Mm -hmm. for some reason to me during this it felt like we skipped an episode or something like that like that like i don't know it felt like it it takes it picks up right where the episode five leaves off i guess technically but it feels like there's like just an episode of like development that was missing it's because of reva being on tatooine automatically yeah that's probably yeah yeah yeah. it just seems like time jump yeah um but there is and there isn't because like they they like obi-wan and vader like just left the planet but also reva's like already made it to tattoo whatever i guess tattoo is just next door to the planet whereas they're going all the way to somewhere else um Ewan McGregor seems to be really channeling Alec Guinness. I noticed a lot in his in his in his acting in this episode. The way that he's talking to the other characters, uh, like Kamal Nanjiani's character, uh, uh, it, it seems like I'm like, okay, I like what he's going for. And this is the closest. This is like the last thing we see of him before he's Alec Guinness. So I'm like, okay, it makes sense that he's trying to slide into that a little bit until season uh, two. Uh, until <laughs> season two. Oh, they're um, bringing Alec Guinness back for season two. Well, that's what they're going to do is they're going to deep fake and re-speecher Alec Guinness uh, for the a flash forward at the end of the There you comic. go, yeah. Ah! Fuck, I'm so mad. Oh, I just got, I just, oh, God. I'm so, I made myself really angry thinking that they're going to do that. I don't, it hasn't happened yet, Sam. It's okay. Well, Amazon Alexa just said they could bring back your dead grandma's voice to read your bedtime stories. Yeah, who would want that, by the way? Yeah, right? Like, God, Jeff that. Bezos is a fucking Bond villain, man. I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's weird shit. They're uh, like, did you see that Black Mirror episode where they brought people back from the dead? He's like, I saw the first 10 minutes, idea. and I was like, fuck yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I just realized this is a small thing. A little bit, I, I, first episode or first of these reviews, I kind of I, I kind of see insensitivity with people of color in the show. Maybe sometimes where it isn't there. Kamel Nanjiani's character is named Haja. And I was like, that's a little bit of a stereotype name, I feel like. I just thought it was a little weird. Thought it was weird. Uh, also, okay, pretty yeah. classic George Lucas. Like they've just kept the soft racism that Lucas yeah. has had in the Star Wars since its beginnings. That's a good which point. It yeah. feels weird. They're not like trying to update it. They're like, well, it's always been a bit racist. Like, I just feel like, do you think if it oh, wasn't Kamal, if it wasn't Kamel Nanjiani playing that role, would his character's been named Bihaja? Like, I feel like it wouldn't, and that's that's weird. That's all. Um, those things are such like. 
it's impossible to know. Yeah. <laughs> the You're right. Went into You're those right. Sure. Yeah, I get like it's an alien name, Sam. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like I just feel like some people have very you know white sounding names and yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, Dexter Jexter. I think that's the best. My favorite Star Wars name. Okay. Uh, young o Luke and Owen. Uh, the Skywalker Ranch is what I called it. I don't think that's, that's the I, that's George Lucas's thing. But you know, the Skywalker home. It's cute. It feels like the set. I they took the time to build the set. I'll give them props for that. Good for you. Um, the, I, I like, I like the, the little defend the home plot. I like the, I like, it feels like the ending to Skyfall. Do you guys remember Skyfall? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good movie. Probably the best of the Craig movies, if I'm being honest. Casino Royale is close second, but I like Skyfall the best yeah. of it, actually. Um, so. uh, wow. I thought, I thought Alex is going to be actually, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, Spectre's I, the best I, one. I, I like, oh, oh, Lord. It's like the last few Bond films, I just watched them, and I'm like, I'd rather watch Mission Impossible at this point. Oh, I've not seen a single Mission Impossible movie. Um, but <laughs> Never? I no, I, no, no, I saw the fourth one. I saw Ghost Protocol. It was okay. Hmm. Well, Fallout fucking slaps, dude. I love I that you, movie. You, you, I think you brought it up in each of these streams. Mission <laughs> Impossible Fallout. Uh, first one you said, I've been watching Mission Impossible with my family to get yeah. ready for Top Gun. And then the second, last one you said, I was watching Fallout, and that one's my favorite. And, and <laughs> so now True. we're all, It's fun. It's, I'm it gonna have sucks, to, I'm, dude. I'll have to watch all seven of them because because we're going to do a meetup for the next one next year. Yep. So we'll have to we'll have to tell them the fans, meetup time. Okay, anyways. Um, I like the defend the home plot, like the ending to Skyfall. It's like, you know, like we have to, we're, we have like an under, we're a scrappy, you know, under, like what's the, the underdogs, you know, and we got yeah. to use so, the you know, person's in, coming. In Skyfall, they like set some traps and this, they're like, all right, let's pull out our secret guns. <laughs> the ones we hid behind a pipe. Yeah. Uh, I uh, mean, yeah, sure. But whatever. I mean, what are you going to do? John, did you like that plot part of the plot? Or I mean, this is kind of setting it up. It was fine. I mean, it's it's a lot of this episode to me was just like you know it's fine. I don't feel anything about it. It's <laughs> like um, it it could have been really cool if they'd given us a better understanding of how the space was laid out or what their plan was or if they'd had some intelligent idea of how to deal with the fact that a Sith was coming to murder them. Uh, instead, they just kind of pull out their guns, hide behind two different barrels, and then miss all of their laser shots. Yeah, I get that they're like, we can't leave. This is our home. We're going to defend it. But why leave Luke there? Just baffling decision. Um, especially, if it's, especially if the emergency plan is, if bad shit happens to us, then you run, right? You could yeah. have put him in a speeder, which we know that he knows how to drive because they mention it when earlier in this episode. You could have put him in a speeder and said, okay, drive off into the Dune Sea at the agreed-upon location, and yeah. we'll come get you if we're not dead. Yeah. Um, then we wouldn't be able to have Reva chase Luke across the desert. Been smart. In, a, in a separate timeline, uh, they die, and it's like the same. They get incinerated by Reva, and then basically a new hope starts this week instead of. Uh, <laughs> and Luke is just ten instead of. Yeah, he's, 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 it's just the Phantom Menace. He's a little kid blowing up the Death Star. <laughs> it rhymes. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, uh, so uh, yeah, Obi Wan has to face Vader. Uh, he's, he's realized that it, that because what you guys were talking about, Vader, well, he's coming for him. It's me. He's after. So uh, he has to. Yeah, they're taking forever to get to this point. Is what I wrote down. Um, Ice Cube's son is in this episode, and he's been in. The, I guess a lot of this the show. I didn't realize, but he's a rebel leader now. How many times we're going to re in a spinoff to Star Wars? Are we going to meet like a set a separate rebel sect? I feel like with one lead. Like I feel like we do this in Solo. Uh, we do this in. Rogue One, well, obviously that's the main sect, but then if we did that in this, then I feel like there's oftentimes we made like, oh, these are like the beginnings of the rebellion 10 years before. And I'm like, I've just seen it before. So like, it's especially whenever I meet like 15 different characters that are apparently all integral to the rebellion and they're all people I've never met before. So it's just like, I don't know, it's weird. Well, it's um, all the different grassroots organizations that eventually come together into the rebellion that, you know, uses violent resistance to overthrow a fascist government. I think they should have voted. Um, <laughs> what? Got him! Got him! Thanks, uh, Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> why doesn't uh, Vader? Uh, oh, um, we, we skipped over an important scene here, right? Real quick. Right, hang on. Let me. Yeah. I gotta get this out of my head. There's a really funny quote from Aaron Sorkin where he's on CNN and he talks about his dad, who is a part of uh, the the Boomer Generation, otherwise, or maybe not a Boomer, the Greatest Generation, the Silent Generation. Which for, I'm not gonna make the joke. For a generation called the silent generation, they never fuck up. Funny joke. Ha ha. Okay. He says, my dad, who is a member of the greatest generation, uh, he, he, he has a lot of war stories. And he doesn't like to tell him. You kind of have to pull him out of him. And, uh, but one time he talks about when they were, were in France. Uh, we were, he was being deployed to France. And the people, they said, thank God the Americans are here. They don't say that anymore under, these past, under this president. He said it during the Trump administration. I, like, I think that's a funny... Thank God the Americans are here. Yeah. Funny, funny, funny. Makes me laugh every time. Brings a smile to my face. Okay. Why doesn't so do we skip over something, Alex? Yeah, okay. So we're we're back on the ship before Obi-Wan leaves. And a bunch of this stuff is kind of awkward because we get the whole like the people trying to be like, no, we should stick together and fight together, which usually like like the person who wants to leave and like be the hero go on their own. That's usually like not the correct thing in movies. It's like better to work together so i thought it was weird yeah, we were totally getting that aesthetic yeah. and like and like he like it is correct like i agree with obi-wan that like yeah he knows that he'll do this but it's weird that we get this like tension here you know and this sort of like swell up of this but also you know leia's upset and so ha uh haja like talks to her calls her down and then we get obi-wan comes in to say goodbye to leia you know and she sneaks the little droid into his pocket and he gives her a holster that we got from no, that's later. No, that's now. It's before he goes to fight Vader. I thought he... Oh, yeah, she has... She's it wearing it when she gets ready to hang out with Obi later. He gives right, it to her fine. here, and he says, Roken found this, and again, I want to stress, it was exploded, and in Stormtrooper territory, moments before, they were about to run away. So I don't know how this, you know, little nice blaster that's got notches in it for all the kids that Tala safe got there but it now magically is given to leia so it can you know she can wear it and it can be the one maybe that she wears later on and now we've given more significance to you know just a piece of clothing from the ridge trich a random article of clothing yeah. <laughs> they, they okay first of all how am i the dumb one for not like oh yeah were, were we watching that's why i was so thrown <laughs> off when you were like why are we talking about this holster so much? No, no, hang on. No, I'm defending that right now. I'm still defending that. What you described was like 
what you're, was that 30 seconds? Like, no, like what okay. Described? So 30 seconds they, of screen time. Well, how want, I, anybody could miss that. That's a blink. These are two 30 second things that are blinking. You miss it. I feel like Sam Obi-Wan gives it to her relatively quickly, but the end scene that you said you liked earlier has her. It's like a big point of Leia back on Alderaan is her mom, like compliments the holster and yeah. that just looks like a tomboy that's the point of the the thing she's embracing her like not being a prince a proper princess i didn't give a shit about what she was wearing. were the boots from somewhere too john were the boots from somewhere season two, we'll find out <laughs> yeah, damn. this is the dumbest plot point i think uh and i yeah, hate and we shouldn't have had it I would, I would be fine if she just like wore a holster, but they've had to try to like say it was Tala's holster and it was the holster that marked where kids were saved. You know, it's like, it's got rebel significance as opposed to her just liking Tala's holster in the earlier episode and then wearing a holster later because she wanted to be like Tala. We had to like give her the holster. Yeah, that's what I thought happened. So does Leia wear a holster in the original trilogy? Uh, at some remember. point. Yeah. Okay. So I we're mean, just talking about something that's set up and paid off in this show. And yes. it shouldn't have been because the holster was destroyed, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. But the show yeah. like makes a point and a really dumb one to say, like, oh, we we found it. It, it, it Roken found it. Uh and so I was pointing Ooh. out that it was really dumb. Uh, Ice Cube's son. Okay, got you. Um, thank you. That's how it needs <laughs> yeah. to be referred to. So um also, God, what was I gonna say? Oh, it's like in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh I love like all these random fucking movies I'm pulling from. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, Hugh Jackman's character Wolverine uh, is 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 wearing a leather jacket that he wears in the later films, the original X Men trilogy. Um, and in it, if I remember correctly, he as he goes to do the final battle, he takes off that jacket and leaves it with um, Gambit. And I listened to the audio commentary by the producers for that movie, and the producers like, yeah, some people have pointed out that that's a plot hole that he leaves the jacket that he should have later he leaves it with gambit but i don't know maybe he'll have to come get it from gambit in a sequel and i'm like and then that never happened they never had i mean they've made more wolverine movies but they never picked up on that plot line at all so it's just it is a continuity problem so how do we no no I, big thing uh why doesn't lots of questions here why doesn't vader send tie fighters after the rebels like i thought most star destroyers have like a TIE fighters, like ready to be deployed from them, especially their resources. They should have had that. Yeah, I honestly like are Star Detroiters like even effective in anything? Is what they're like, like stormtroopers now, right? Yeah, they're they, like they're following, they shoot green lasers off it, around whatever they're after is like, woo, we got lasers. Hold on, like the, they, they make it to where it's like Vader has to chase, he can either continue this chase or he can or go after Obi Wan. I'm like, you can continue right. both chases. Like regardless of whether they're effective or not, you can you can keep tabs on where the other ship is going and and uh, whatever. Oh, this or one, Vader, up, right? Sorry. I mean, so you know, our oh, yeah. our yeah. idea was that they weren't blowing it up because Vader wanted Great to point. be there in person. Great point. As, as Obi Wan leaves, why not just be like, okay, blow them right, to shit now? That guy. <laughs> one because. Star destroyers can't destroy anything. They just they they're just like aircraft carriers, I guess. That's so dumb. I I and, 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 and I, I just want a steel man. I want to destroy the steel man argument. Uh, somebody's like, well, what? This one just doesn't have tie fighters on him. Like, yeah, okay. Vader's flagship doesn't have tie fighters. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Okay, 
I, if I was editing something, I'd go back and I'd try and find every instance of this happening in the original trilogy, where I'm pretty sure Vader's Star Destroyer, story, whatever. Whatever! Um, can't Kenobi's tiny ship just outmaneuver Vader's massive Star Destroyer? Like, we see it, like, going, like, in, like, a... Like a Serpentine? Like a, <laughs> it's just evasive maneuver. Yeah. yeah, it's doing, like, evasive... Yeah, so it's, like... but. So Vader's got this like massive, just like like you said, aircraft carrier that like it like you have to like turn like slowly turn it one way or the other. I feel I get is the impression I get, and you can see Obi's ship, Obi Wan's ship, clearly just doing like these very like erratic. So it seems like, it seems like he could circle around, fly like go off in like completely opposite direction, whatever. All these things like I would try more than just like oh I have to lead in this one way. I'm nitpicking, but it just seems like it. He, it again, I wouldn't write it to where it, you. I would just. You can write anything you want. Why do you write it to where I'm questioning the logistics like that? I don't know. Anything else? Nitpicking? Nitpicking. Okay. How do we feel about the Obi-Wan and uh, Vader fight, uh, Alex? Uh, I didn't care. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, of course they fought again and nobody dies because I know they're not going to. I'm glad it was shorter than the fight they had in Revenge of the Sith, you know. I'm glad it wasn't a bunch of flippy, lava, jumpy bullshit. Um, and there were elements of it I liked, but I also was really distracted by, like, the weird... Like, I know I keep bringing it up, but, like, the shaky cam. Like, this is yeah, what was the most egregious to me. It really like, there's is. some cool moves in it, but then there's also stuff that's, like, edited too much. I was getting flashbacks of the Your Head, My Head from uh, the Clone Wars movie, Attack of the Clones, yeah. where you got you know, whatever, where it just cuts back and forth between Anakin and uh, Christopher yeah. Lee's faces, and there's just, yeah. like, red... Yeah, I was getting flashbacks to that. Uh, I don't know why, like, Vader's, like, super powerful and throws a bunch of rocks down, and then he's like, ah, this is good. I've definitely won now. I was, didn't want to just blow up Obi-Wan, but bury him under rocks when the main thing we've established that Force Jedis do is move rocks... Well, the and force. that should have definitely crushed him also. Like, that should have... Yeah, he was holding it up with the force. He was like, whoop. Made a little force shield around him. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, he was like, oh, I got this. I thought it just fell in a way that he had a little space, and I was like, that's dumb. He should have been crushed. But I guess, okay, he used a little force. force. Even yeah. if he used force shield to protect himself, shouldn't Vader have been able to sense that he was still alive down there instead well, of just being like, okay, I buried you under rocks, uh -huh. which you can't do anything we, about we know that that we can they can sense when people die because obi-wan senses people dying on alderaan so like he should have especially vader and anakin knowing each other as well as they do they should have a, that oh should, when someone dies when the other dies they should know go ahead speaking Alex. of force sensing things and not being able to force sense things how in the i mean i know star wars sucks and it's broken the rules don't make sense but whatever but still the end of episode five how in the fuck does Obi-Wan force sense that uh, Reva found the, like, hollow locator and that, like, she's now planning to go after Luke. Does he? Like, the camera, like, lingers on his face and does this shit. And fucking uh, Ice Cube's boy uh, asks, he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, I'm not really sure. It's I'm probably sure. nothing. But we're, like, cutting back and forth between her finding it. So, like, is he force sensing that Luke... Like, there's a potential for Luke to be in danger? Like, uh, anyway, but sorry. That was just, y'all reminded me of that part. And I I was very frustrated by it. Yeah. But also, think, you know, that's probably what broke my brain, and I just didn't care about this episode. I was like, what even is anything? The Vader-Obi-Wan fight is pretty brutal, though. I mean, at one point, Vader just straight up, like, punches Obi-Wan, I think, in the while they're fighting. I thought it was kind of cool. Don't they get, like, like they get, like, their swords crossed? And then, like, yeah. 
to get out of it, but he just punches him. I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's yeah, cool. I mean, there, there was like some cool force ability stuff, but it was just like in a show that I didn't even care about anything. Him being brutal. Yeah, and like just getting to the two characters that like this was supposed to be the exciting thing about. But after all this bullshit, I'm just sort of like, ah, Very I'm cool. watching, you know, kids smash their toys together, you know, in high definition. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it just fell right back into like the really cool fan edit of the updated fan edit of the Obi-Wan uh yeah. darth vader fight scene from a new hope where they recut right. that whole thing and like you see like i was that like oh yeah i watched yeah. this clip on youtube but like, like thought, but it was cool yeah. <laughs> emotional stakes uh, are the zero you know what yeah. i mean like i i didn't care about anything that was happening and then it actually by the end of it uh i it made me it broke star wars even more like like rogue one did like it did yeah, something well, that like yeah. fundamentally just picked it up and was like <clears throat> We'll sideline the Vader thing for a second to go back to Reva. She's dumb. Uh, that she should have. Uh, uh, also, they could have easily killed her. Uh, I think John, you were texting me during this, uh, and he like shot like just like right next to. He gets like he's like he has the <laughs> element of surprise and blows it and misses her from a pretty close range, right, John? Yeah, I mean it. They don't do a good job of showing the layout of the farm, right? Mm -hmm. But from what I can tell. I would guess that Owen was maybe like 25 feet away from her. Yeah. And shoots at her from behind and it goes over her shoulder and you see her like react like she's startled. Yeah. So we can see they actually show us that she was taken by surprise and could not have blocked that blaster shot. Owen could not spend 10 fucking seconds to aim his blaster. Yeah, I he think just, blasters are just hard to aim unless you're Han, and then you can do it without looking. Yeah, right. And then they, you know, and then they just have a pointless fight scene where somebody who has force powers and a laser sword can't take out two civilians with privately owned blaster pistols. That's the thing. Can't she just like again? What can you and can you not do with the force? Could she knock it their their guns out of their hands like like what or push them back knock them down any of these things i think the second amendment stops you from taking their guns <laughs> <laughs> if she had if she had used the force powers to incapacitate their weapons it would have been like her learning from the fight she had with vader right oh you know we can't do that because anything that happens in one scene has no bearing on anything that happens in the next because we're Star Wars, baby. Oh my God! Star Wars, baby. Uh, Alex, anything else about this uh, encounter? Uh, we also we already addressed why wasn't Luke evacuated earlier? He should have been evacuated right. earlier. It, like so, I was the first time I watched this. I was it was like late at night, and I was like messaging John like fan theories. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is terrible. I hate everything. I was like live tweeting the episode to him, uh, <laughs> and I was like, if they do something where, like, Luke gets angry and, like, Force fucks up Reva, I'll be so disappointed. Like, I thought that was almost where they're going, where, like, she's gonna come to that okay. door and, okay. like, baby Luke's gonna, like, Force throw her across the way, and she's gonna be like, holy shit. And we're gonna, like, oh, man, Luke's gonna be the most powerful. Like, he's got this latent potential. Thank God they didn't do that. And then when, like, they, you know, I... Like, her not killing Baru and Owen, it's like, yeah, she can't. They're going to get caught on fire later. So, like, her just sort of, like, knocking them aside, I was like, okay, fine. She doesn't think they're a threat. You know, she's still wounded because she got stabbed, like, 15 minutes ago or whatever. 
I don't know what time or distance is in this universe. And I hate J.J. Abrams forever for ruining that in both Star Wars and Star Trek. But overall, yeah, I was just like kind of checked out of this whole thing because like there's no stakes. I know that she's Luke's not going to be fine. Yeah. No, everyone's going to be fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All these things. It's just, I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, I'm back to watching like, yeah. like, And also, the, like, I don't know why this bothers me. It just does. That little kid looks nothing like Mark Hamill. And I just like don't see that kid growing up to look like Luke. I'm like, look at this fucking little dweeb, nerd-ass little punk right here. Like, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice kid. I'm sure he's going to be fine. But that's all I can think. I just, like, see him, and he's like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm like, who's this, who's this like, fake Luke? But Luke is know. a huge dweeb. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, he gets better later. It's just like, I don't know why. This, this, this is a nitpick. This is not, you know, some people could have loved it. I wish we really hadn't seen Luke any more than just, like, from afar that one time. I don't know why we need to. Yeah, I don't think back it's into it. in the central of the. I, yeah. Again, I think the Reva storyline could have probably been dropped, and you could have dropped Luke with it in this last. But episode. It, like it really was just to get to the moment so that they could do uh, the what made me love the show, which we'll get to later. We'll that was the only that, reason that, I did it. Amazing. No, I get it. Uh, you could have still included that, but you know, without this storyline. But whatever. Uh, wow. Uh, okay, we're going to talk about a lot of things that I liked real quick, except for one part of this. There's one part that I don't like, and I li- I don't like it a lot. But we'll get there. Um. First of all, Obi-Wan saves himself from the rock thing. He does the Spider-Man homecoming thing. It's a lit, it's a trope. A lot of things do it. But I remember Spider-Man homecoming. He's like, he's going to do the things like, come on, Spider-Man. Come on, Spider-Man. And he summons the courage, his power within himself to rise up from his lowest moment. And I was like, wow, I thought they were going to have, you know, Tala or Leia or some other or, or some other new character. Take oh, on. No, that would have been... No, I didn't see that, but I thought I mean, they were going to have... I'm just kidding. I'm just picking another person. <laughs> I thought they were going to have another another character come and take that moment away from Obi-Wan. And I'm glad they didn't. They didn't take that. It was his moment. He got back from it. It was. I liked it. Um, what I didn't was like good. was the for, the rock machine gun. That was dumb. <laughs> I hate I, I really hate the rock machine gun. And Darth Vader, who we've just seen like throw entire rock formations down on top of people, is like shielding himself, like he yeah. can't stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should have been able to just like pause them all in the air, or maybe like block. Like there's a little bit of a you know thing going on. I don't know. Didn't like that, but I did like they uh, kind of did a Luke. Uh, they kind of did the Luke in Return of the Jedi thing. I think Vader gets makes Obi Wan angry or something, or says something, and then Obi Wan starts just wailing on him. Uh, I like that turning of the tables. I don't know. I think it's fun. I can't remember exactly what happened. I haven't seen it in three days, the episode. Yeah. Wow. They, I don't remember if it's something that's said, but I did like that, like, Obi-Wan, like, takes the back of his lightsaber and just hits his Vader's respirator. I was yeah. like, hell yeah. 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 Hardcore, man. Yeah. Like, that's oh. when I was back in. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Obi-Wan, he's like, he's fucking him up a little bit. There's a lot that I actually like in this in this scene. We get the Anakin face reveal. This is totally lifted from Rebels and 100% lifted lifted from Rebels, but I haven't seen Rebels, so I don't care. Um, but they, so they, they slice open his thing and mm-hmm. it looks good. It looks like, like Hayden Christensen looks good as deformed Anakin. I like the look of him peering through the lightsaber. I like that you get the return of the Jedi, like labored breathing noises that yeah. Vader does. You know, they're, you know the like the yeah. the the labored breathing noises. Uh, the the conversation is a little on the nose. I think John, you telling me about how it's a little on the nose that he's like, no, I killed Anakin, you didn't. So like it's like basically Anakin's like forgiving Obi Wan, but like angrily, like it's weird. Uh, but well, I, I it makes sense from a certain point of view. 
overall, I really liked the scene. I didn't like the rock uh, machine gun, but I don't think it's enough to to take away because we've established the show's dumb. So like, whatever. I'm just happy that they were able to do that character stuff with Obi Wan. I thought it was good. Uh, John, did you like that? Uh, it's another moment that I was like, it's fine. Like I was so done that by the time Darth Vader, by the time Anakin goes. Uh, you, I'm not your greatest failure. No, shit. What does he say? He says, I'm not your greatest failure. You didn't kill Anakin. I killed I, Anakin. Yeah. And, and like, at, he said that, and I just went, oh, yeah. Of course they retroactively fixed that. Yeah. Fix that not really important criticism of the OG trilogy. It's like, uh, it did. it did make me very frustrated at the, like, concept right? Because it happens so much in Disney stuff now where they'll be like, oh, did people not like the Mandarin twist yeah. in Iron Man 3? Yeah. Well, let's write a show that we definitely didn't plan on excusing that in a way that excuses that. Yeah. So that then There's a lot of that in this episode. Be like, oh, see, it was all planned the whole time. And bad, lazy shit can just get like hand-waved away after yeah. five years. It's just tired yeah i get it it sucks when things do that by the way did i tell you how much i love rogue one um funny joke nobody laughed that's fine okay. alex because well, i'm literally sitting here thinking like that line like when anakin said that i was like oh uh, cool i th this this is the worst thing this show has done like everything <laughs> else has been like like bad and dumb but this was like it was like the moment where I was like, oh, cool, Star Wars told me to go fuck myself again. Like, Wait, the line where he says, I'm not your greatest failure? Yeah. Why? That shit. Why is it that bad? Like, it's just like, it's shot, like for the on-the-noseness. It's Anakin, like Obi-Wan doesn't like, like learn to forgive himself. He's let off the hook. Oh, yeah. So does Anakin yeah. like Obi-Wan still? Is he trying to help Obi-Wan get better? Or does he hate him? Like, it's what is happening? Bit, and, it's like, and, it's, and it's just like now when uh, Obi-Wan says to Luke that Vader killed your father, that's not him, you know, painting, like, his interpretation of what happened. He's like, oh, no, your dad told me he killed yeah. himself. So that's what I'm saying. And then it makes it even worse when Ghost Obi-Wan says, well, what I said was true from a certain point of view. That point of view wasn't Obi-Wan's. It was Anakin oh, telling it to him. It's yeah. so fucking terrible. I hated it. And I was like, oh, cool. We've done Rogue One again. Where, like, we got to apologize for something that makes everything about the original trilogy worse. I fucking hated it. <laughs> um, I, uh, it, I, if I'm going to steal, man, I think Anakin is feels bad about what he's doing. He doesn't, in his heart of hearts, he's conflicted about wanting to hurt Obi-Wan. But now in this moment, he sees that he's made his bed and he's got to lie in it, you know, to a degree. Like, he's like, ah, fuck, this really sucks. But like, I-, I Wait, I'm so he's conflicted he about being evil and his plan is to continue to be evil, but let Obi-Wan off the hook? Yeah, in a, in a very, like, uh, very backhanded kind of way, yeah. I think that, so, okay, that idea works in line with the things that I've been giving Darth Vader way too much, like the show way too much credit for, right? It's another one of those things that's like, you know, if there was depth to Darth Vader's yeah. character in this, right. yeah, that's what I would have like expected that depth to be. And so when I watch it, even though they don't show me that depth, my brain is like, is that what's happening here? 
Yeah, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's another one of those things. It's like maybe that was the point, but they're incompetent. So (laughs) it's all, I mean, Star Wars is just broken. And the thing that broke Star Wars was Darth Vader. And we've never been able to fix that. And any attempts to make him more cool, just break it more. Just get get rid of Darth Vader. Like, I thought they were going to pull it off by having uh, Kylo just be a fanboy. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, we can still kind of reference Darth Vader, but we can let him be a legend. But nope, they continue to make it bad by bringing Palpy back. And it's just... <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. They had so I just, much potential at I just, the end of last I, uh, I hate it. Around. I hate it so much. I hate all of it. It's so bad. And, yeah. I mean, like, I'm going to say it. It's, it's Darth Vader's fault. Like, Darth Vader is the thing that broke Star Wars. I mean, it's Lucas's fault for trying to make the prequels about him and make him be a goddamn Jesus arc and a fucking, you know, prophecy. But now that these shows, like, have to try to balance how much the prequels broke and try to bridge that gap, like, it's the, like, just leave that era alone. You cannot fix it. There's no story you can write that can magically make the prequels a little bit better and get into the original trids. There's no way to do that. With, with the Skywalkers or Obi-Wan or anybody. You could do it with random other people, you know. You could have, like, you know, people stealing the Death Star plans just so that the Rebels can go through them to find a weakness. But you don't have to, like, jam it right into the thing. Leave Vader out of that movie. I, uh, I, I hate it so much. Well, well I mean, I, I kind of enjoy people freaking out about it. But, like, the text of the movies is just no. dog shit. What I love, though, is like a lot of people are probably saying that it's doing exactly what you're saying is impossible to do and this did did not do. Is People are like, oh, my God, it bridged all the things perfectly. It lines right up. And I'm like, how? Wait, what? No, yeah. It's, uh, Twitter says. I mean, you yeah. know, half of them are paid by Disney to say this. The other bit are like trying to become people who are paid by Disney right. to say this. Yeah. And it's like They're either invited whatever. to the world premiere or they want to be. Yeah, you know, they want to go to these things. They want to cry in front of their camera about Star Wars. And if they really love Star Wars, that's fine. And if they don't think about Star Wars, that's probably better. But the trouble I have is, like, those people who try to do both, where they, they like, reinterpret the text so that it all makes sense. And I'm just like, cool, you're making a religion, and, you know, y'all are going to be fighting the Krizos, you know, before too long over who gets to rule America. And it's just going to be bad. I... (laughs) thought it was an okay scene i don't i again there's some things in there that i don't think they should have even interacted i think i think anakin if we're gonna do this fucking bullshit again anakin should just be as mad as he was when he was on fire dying he should have just been like stop calling me anakin i'm darth vader he's like you're nothing i'm going to destroy you you know he should have just been like angry not it's cool, dude. You didn't fuck up. Oh, I killed me, man. Hang on. Hang on. I killed myself. No, it wasn't no. you. You, you were still angry. Wrong. Did you still? Did you? Did you hear him when he was? First of all, I love the. Also, I love the voice going between. Well, I don't like the James Earl Jones Reese feature. I think it's weird, but I, I, I like yeah. that they made it go from Hayden Christensen to Darth Vader as this thing was yeah. starting to fuck up. It was a fun. The the sound mixing was okay. Yeah. With that sort of thing, uh, and a lot of little bits that were good. That, hang on, hang on. He was still kind of being that version of Anakin, the the angry, bitter, mad at Obi Wan. Like as Obi Wan was leaving him, sitting there broken, he was like, I I felt that that. Revenge of the Sith, Anakin, when he's screaming after him, like Obi Wan, don't leave me here. Oh no! When he's when he's laying there, he screams, "I hate you! I hate you!" You know, like well, no, but I'm talking about now. Now I'm talking about in Obi Wan, yeah. where he's screaming as Obi Wan's leaving. It felt like simpatico. You're saying it didn't? Or I thought you. Were. But I don't know why he's letting him off the hook. Like that's what I don't understand. 
Like, I, well, why do we have to explicitly state that later in the movies, when Obi Wan says, you know, Anakin or Darth Vader killed your father? Like, why do we have to make that like an explicitly stated thing by Vader, and not just like Obi Wan trying to preserve some memory of his friend Anakin to his child, and then hand waving it away with from a certain point of view? Yeah. Because when we first wrote it, you know, we did well, that was the plan. Like, was that Vader was just evil, not going to be Luke's well, father? Yeah, like and about that though. I like the idea that that Obi Wan himself was a little bit morally ambiguous, like a little bit ends justify or means just ends justify the beans kind of thing. Like I will lie to you, Luke. Yeah, but it, it you know, but, but, like, but from a certain guy. point of view, it was true, and that now that point of view was provided by Darth Vader. I get what and you're being. I know I don't like that either, but I'm saying we live in a world where they chose to have them meet up again after Revenge of the Sith. They shouldn't have done that. As far as that being, yeah, as that having to happen. Yeah, okay. and then they, maybe, we got maybe, the worst yeah. version of that. Like, I don't understand. This isn't this isn't like a thing where it's like Disney comes to you and they're like, they put a gun to your head. They're like, we have to have the meat again, make it good. And they were like, what if I made it really bad? And they're like, actually, I love that. You're right. All right, John, help like, me out here. I mean, you know, if I am racking my brain to be generous again, <laughs> it's possible that it was like Anakin being like your conception of your effect on my existence overvalues your importance. You are nothing, Obi-Wan. I did this to myself because I chose to be this because I wanted to be. But that then goes against, you know, what we have seen. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, um, it's, you it's, can't, <laughs> it's like you can't square this circle, man. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. It's just, it's no matter which interpretation you try to take, it's just bad. I can't wait for the Star Wars, or the sorry, the Darth Vader spinoff series that tries to justify his actions in this series. Retro. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be <laughs> the worst. I uh, think if you put Darth Vader in anything other than a cereal box, it's going to be <laughs> bad. <laughs> I think it's also really funny. Somebody said, people keep saying, oh, I can't, or articles, bullshit, clickbait headlines are like, fans are really clamoring for a Darth Vader spinoff now after seeing him in Obi-Wan. I'm like, watch oh. the original trilogy, or watch the prequel yeah. trilogy. <laughs> the spinoff is the original trilogy, you fast. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for a Luke Skywalker show. That'll be this fun. Is, this is what, what people if, kept asking. This is like, they wanted that when George Lucas said he's going to do prequels, and it was the worst thing we've ever gotten. Stop it. it. Let Darth Vader just be fucking dead. Let him be dead. Let's move on. Do you remember, like, I referenced it at the beginning of this, kind of bringing it full circle, in 2017 or whenever, five years ago, when they announced they were looking at at, at doing an Obi-Wan spinoff. Do you guys remember whenever we would see this, we'd get excited about the possibilities? Like, oh, Marvel is doing a a Civil War movie, you know? I can't wait to see how they nail that, you know? Oh, Disney, Star Wars, Lucasfilm might nail... I love... I, in, my, in my head, I was like, I loved Rogue One and, and Force Awakens. I can't see their wait to see their take on Obi Wan. And now we're at the point where, like, I'm dreading that being like, oh, I'm trying to think, like, oh, I I, I liked Rogue One. Now the Andor uh, thing is gonna ruin uh, uh, Cassie and Andor. You know, even the one thing I liked about, or one of the things about that I liked about one of the previous Star Wars. Anyways, it all is ruining itself, and uh, and uh, it's sad. I lost my train of thought because my camera went out. I'm sorry. I remember. Okay. When the idea was like an Obi-Wan Star Wars spaghetti Western thing on Tatooine, 
where he's just, it's like a small scale, Obi-Wan's on Tatooine, he's dealing with shit happening on Tatooine as he exists. And I was like, oh, that could be really cool. And then, you know, everything else that Disney has made got made, and I... I I had no plan on watching this show. I was not going to watch this show at all. <laughs> well, here we are. I'm glad we did. I feel like we've reached the end, but we haven't even stopped start talking about the episode. So let's get through that real quick as it's getting a little hot. It's very hot here, and I have my AC turned off for this for the past two hours. So let's talk about uh, Reva sees herself in Luke. It's really silly because, uh, like, it's a contradiction. You should have do you not see how you're doing the thing the inquisitor or the Anakin, like she learns it in this scene, it seems like. When she goes after Luke, she can't. And she's like, oh my God, I'm just like them. I've become just like them. I'm like, duh. I don't know. Alex, did wasn't that obvious from the beginning? Yeah. And that's why I said PTSD was the real hero. Like really? she got she got triggered. And then we saw her have a flashback and a freak out. And it's like, was she saved by being triggered? And she became good, actually? I don't know. I like, again, I... I was like, I was texting John. I was like, wait, are the Tuscan Raiders going to show up and kill Reva? And then Reva was just like, good, actually. And I was like, all right, whatever. It's fine. She didn't become like Vader. You know, maybe that's the message is that when you try to kill Luke, it brings you back to the to the light side of the force. That's <laughs> Luke's real power. It's like when he's in danger, people are like, oh, I kind of feel bad for this kid. I think I'm going to be good, actually. And maybe that's what we learned. Is that that's Luke's ultimate force power. He's not like, you know, that much stronger than most of them or whatever. It's just that, like, when you try to kill him, it brings you back. To, but it only works when you're actually there. It doesn't work as a force projection. That's the problem. Um, John, Luke should definitely know what a lightsaber is now, right? He's seen one. This contradicts a new hope. Yes. Right? I mean, I don't, I don't, it's been a long time since that's I watched Star Wars, movie. baby. Oh they my don't God. contradict a new hope. Yeah, doesn't he, every yeah. Doesn't he get knocked out? He like falls off of the cliff. I thought he saw her walking around. She has a light. She's walking around with an ignited lightsaber. I thought looking for him, and then he fall, then he gets knocked out. Yes, but maybe he gets uh, amnesia from getting knocked yeah. out. Oh my God! Okay, it's probably true. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe he just forgot what a lightsaber was because he was ten. Whatever. Okay. So, have you forgotten what a lightsaber was that you saw when you were ten? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I almost got killed by this person wielding a red, you know, late. Whatever. Anyways, uh, in the end, Riva chooses love because hate is too big, too great a burden to bear. Um, that's funny. I saw that really? at a protest yesterday. Nice. And that sign said that. Um, and uh, that's the end of Riva. Riva. Riva's arc. I'm pretty sure. She's she's a good guy now. She gives up. And were we satisfied? Yeah, we skipped something. What? Obi Wan beats Darth Vader on that planet, and then he gets in his little escape pod and he flies off the planet. And there's no Star Destroyer waiting to pick up Vader uh, to and or and or blow up Obi Wan. He just leaves, and then he hyper jumps from wherever that planet is to Tatooine and gets, and there, in an gets there and lands. It's like he. Reva is chasing Luke across the desert. We cut no. back. Obi-Wan takes off from the planet, hyper jumps, gets down on, lands on Tatooine, talks to Owen and Baru, and then we cut back to Reva continuing to chase Luke. 
which is just another example of. Well, no, we cut back. Don't we cut? Like once Obi Wan gets there, isn't that when she starts walking up? Like he's like, "Oh, I'll check the Dune Sea." You know, basically, he doesn't even have a chance chance to go after her really before she ends up. Um, That's right. It's dumb, and uh, it's just like that. Yeah, I mean, there's the distances don't matter. Nothing matters. There are no rules. It's just, it's just not satisfying, is what is the problem, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Sam. Uh, so uh, that's that's the end of that. Uh, basically, we 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 start wrapping up the show real fast now. We get a little a Palpatine cameo, which would have been cool if we hadn't seen in McDermott since 2005. Like that would have been yeah. kind of cool to see Palpatine return after all this time. Somehow Palpatine returns, but uh, he uh, he was in Rise of Skywalker, so it, it, I have bad feelings associated with that now. So it's unfortunate that when I see Ian Matern- McDermott as Palpatine, I'm like, ah, that sucks. I hate that. You know, like, uh, it's unfortunately well, yeah. ruined yeah. a fun thing. I love I love being a Star Wars fan. Um, how the fuck does Leia go back to normal life now? How does she just go back to normal life? She's just a, a future senator princess, just living her life. The, rep- the the Empire should be after her, right, John? You would think you you I mean you would think that they wouldn't allow her to become a senator in the republic knowing that she firsthand as a 10-year-old experienced a plot by the key leaders of the empire to kidnap a child and use her as bait to murder a jedi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I'm just on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. How can you I don't know why everybody's so mad at me. I'm just on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Also, yes, 10 years ago, I conspired with the Rebels. Fine. Okay, sure. Um, and also, you just saw me hyperjump from the planet. Uh, no, Rogue One is good. All my men. <laughs> Rogue One is good. Stop it. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Alex, anything else about how, how Leia goes back to normal life? I do like the little scene. I, I think it's cute. She's embraced being a princess on her own terms. I thought that was kind of cute. I like the scene. Uh, oh yeah, damn, why did the Obi-Wan Leia goodbye make me tear up a little bit? I don't know why I felt emotions during that. I thought it was cute though. No, I think, like again, that's, that stuff was all fine. Like a lot of the things that I enjoyed was Obi-Wan feeling conflicted about what happened to Padme, like, and that surrogated through Leia, you know? Yeah. Like, again, their relationship doesn't make any sense oh, now was- in the Ridge Tridge, but like, right, I liked what they did with like this little stuff. That's the thing, if you have to do it and you have to include it, then I do like to, to at least get a nice scene where he, because they even set it up yeah. earlier where they're like, what, like, can you tell me about my parents? And he's like, no, I can't. And then he's actually, oh, you have these great traits from your mother. And he even says you have these great traits from your father. I'm like, oh, damn, right. it's, it's a complicated, oh, it's, it's, I thought it was kind of good, John. The goodbye was kind of good. Yeah, it was fine. I was checked out. I mean, uh, like, even as I was watching it, I was like, this isn't bad. But I also had, like, everything leading up to it had been so <laughs> exhausting. And, like, playing on their attempts to get me to feel things that by the time it got to the co- resolution, I was like, yeah. That's it doesn't make up for it. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, you're right. I guess I'm able to selectively feel things, even if I like. I guess it's like if yeah, if it was like the conclusion of uh, like it would probably work better if it was a great fit. Like La La Land has. Have you guys seen La La Land? Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, so Alex, you you understand how La La Land has a fantastic ending, but most of it is because you understand you have the investment in these two characters. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I think it was and, really and, effective. It was amazing. I love La La Land. It's, it's a it's one of my favorite films of all time, John. Probably top five. But um, so you should see it, John. Um, sure. but 
it's uh yeah but, but it's, so it's like i imagine this leia scene when with obi-wan would have been better had i been invested and in it had been like building rather than like i can just selectively enjoy like superfluous you know dialogue and stuff like i also maybe have teared i maybe teared up when i when i saw elvis yesterday and they did the nicole kidman uh opening thing about uh, why movies are so important i was like damn oh, yeah movies are important <laughs> we need that all of us that, that, that dazzling silly, images on a bright silver silly. screen they are uh, feel like the best yeah. of us because here they are. I'm like, damn. And pictures oh are, yeah, oh, it's good. It says where movie where pictures are powerful and perfect because here they are. Yeah, she's just like super fancy in an empty theater, like barely sipping her drink. So I was trying as a social experiment because I think it's funny every time I go. I like to just hype up that scene. I think it's so funny. So like for comedic effect, I was like, man, can I make myself cry during this? And I did. I pulled it off. I made myself <laughs> cry during the AMC thing. I did. I really did. I produced tears. I was like, I love, I'm really, I tried so hard to tap into it and I did. I, I think I should be an actor. I'm going to sign up for lessons tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah. Obi-Wan uh, basically says to Oban, there's, you know, have you guys seen the meme? I think it's from like Sailor Moon or something where the guy's like, my work here is done. And she says, but you didn't do anything. That's kind <laughs> of Obi-Wan with Luke, this whole show, whenever his whole objective was to take care of Luke, and throughout this whole show, he doesn't really do anything. Even when Luke's in danger, he shows up like after all the actions happen. So like yeah. he says goodbye to Owen and and Baru, and <laughs> it's like, well, what did you really do? Yeah, I think that was just supposed to be that like showing that like Owen recognizes that Obi Wan cares about Luke. So like I think from I think what we're supposed to get. Is that Owen is thinking you're the reason you're part of the reason that you know my half brother turned into the you know a Nazi, and you know at this point I think through like the little bits that we've seen and him showing up at the end, like Owen's kind of like okay maybe the Jedi aren't so bad you know maybe yeah. maybe you're a good person Obi Wan do you want to just meet Luke real quick which I'm glad they did because this is when they saved the show and why I give it a ten out of ten. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Oh, that's yeah. Next, that's my next bullet point, so go ahead. Uh, so, you know, we've got him where he's going to give him the toy that Luke's playing with for two seconds. And, you know, <laughs> the, the because everything's got to be fucking important and it's stupid. But he walks up. Dice. It gives him the and, dice for the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and he just, of course, says the two words that are my name. Hello there. And it's just like, I'm like, they did the meme. They did the fucking meme. The thing that means the death. In my head, I was like, what's he going to say to Luke? Because this is him meeting Luke for the first time, but it is before A New Hope. So how are they going to thread this high? Is it, it's like I thought they would be like, hi, my name's Ben or something like that. Because they're like, instead, because like he says, oh, oh, you mean old Ben Kenobi? You know, something like that. So I'm like, I thought something like that. And I didn't even think about it. I'm a dumbass. And then he goes, hello there. Yeah. And I was like, and he yeah. says it like, and even I was saying this earlier, like start to, it sounds a little bit like a cross of the Revenge of the Sith, hello there, and the yeah. New Hope, a, a hello there. It's I know. Such a weird. I was like, like thinking in a positive way, but it's so good. Yeah, that that honestly, I was like, how did they thread this needle? Like, is that what they right. spent all of their budget and time thinking about? I was like, how do we say hello there just right to the like? I guess because it's like maybe that's the only way you can bridge old and new Star Wars, like prequel and rich trench, is through the memes. And so just embrace the memes and the internet's like religious thing because it's like if it's just those like weird references, I'm like. Okay, yeah, I kind of like it. Oh, well, I would have loved it 
uh, John, especially if they uh, they didn't do this, but I would have loved it if like it, last word two la- two words of the show, and like he walks up to Luke, hello there, credits. John, yeah, I wish we had gotten that like right there. I would have been like, yeah, hell yeah, it's a good show. I know. I would have been like, I would have been like, okay, ten out of ten. I guess it's great. Yeah. Did this save the show for you? Huh? Did this? Oh, hello there. Did it save the show for you? I forgot that that meme was a thing. So Alex like, texted oh, me about it, and I was like, yeah. "What? Hello there. What are you talking about?" <laughs> eight gifts of it. <laughs> yeah, eight like just different, easily findable gifts, like Lego gifts of a hello there. Different people putting hello there in different contexts. Yeah, it was a. Uh... Goes General Kenobi. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, he just jumps down in a green screen area, and he's like, "Hello there." <laughs> it was huh. so good. I really, I mean, it's dumb, but it, it was pretty good. Um, and then uh, the Qui Gon Jin cameo was absolutely fucking pointless. I hated it. Uh, John, did you like the Qui Gon Jin cameo? I guess it was necessary because no. they spent. I I don't mean necessary externally from the show. I mean necessary because they spent like a good chunk of multiple episodes setting up that Obi Wan was trying to. Even Obi-Wan, it seemed like, at the end of the show, forgot that that was a thing he was trying to do, like, for the yeah. first time in the show. <laughs> he was like, like oh, oh, yeah! Oh, I was trying to tell you. You're like, I fixed all my problems now. And Qui-Gon's like, and now I'm ready to help. <laughs> like, but, I, but I fixed all my stuff. Like, yeah, I know. But that's what you needed to fix all your problems before I'll give you any help. Would, and he's like, Okay. Remember when I talked about Obi-Wan taking ownership of his choice to save himself and how that would have been good? Do you think it would have been better to have him like see and communicate with Qui-Gon in a way there that no, gives Obi-Wan so. the 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 tenacity to then get himself out of that? Could I could they thread that needle to where Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon helps? Because I just think it would have been it was it seemed like a wasted cameo. They should have had him come in at a more intentional time rather than just and I'm Hayden Christensen, you know, like in yeah. that like well, especially, it's like, because, like, Obi-Wan uses the Force phone call ghost shit all the fucking time in the Ridge Tridge. He's like, use the Force, Luke. You know, he's like telling him, he's like, don't trust computers. You know, trust your instincts. And then he's showing up around Yoda, and Luke's all like, why didn't you tell me this shit? And he's like, well, you know, because I, I, I lied. I'm, I'm a liar. I, what, you know, <laughs> I, I want you to be a good guy like me and not like your dad turned out to be. So it's like. Why does Obi-Wan now need to reach, like, a zen state for Qui-Gon to be like, yeah, it's worth showing up? Yeah. So. It, it, it just, it would seem like a waste of a cameo, John. Like, uh, like it was, uh, what does he even say? Like, uh, uh, you weren't ready to see me before. It's just hand-wavy bullshit. Mate. Like, oh, here's why he didn't show up. And then he's like, we have a lot to, come on, like, we've got a long way to go. And I was like, oh, that's could have been an it's, okay line, but it was, yeah. It's set up for season two, so they can. Ah! <laughs> yeah. They can oh, bring, they can bring. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Taken oh, guy, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. They can bring Liam Neeson back to be a Force ghost in season two that affects the real world in the same way that Luke did in the end of that second one, the subtitle of which I cannot remember. Why should I? Yeah, the that's worst, right. The worst Star Hell Wars. Hell yeah! Like <laughs> the what? The worst Star Wars film. No, <laughs> no, that's Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I was like, bro, you cannot hand wave away the prequels that easily. No, yeah. I mean, I, Revenge of the Sith is better than The Last Jedi, but Attack of the Clones is the worst Star Wars film, that's for sure. Revenge also, of the Sith? Yeah. Right? You're one of those guys who thinks that's like good, actually? Yeah, actually. Oh, God. 
So, okay. So we will watch Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, and then Debit. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. Um, well, what can <laughs> people expect on the uh, for the next? So we just finished. Uh, that's it. That's the end of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we're done with that. Uh, thank you, fucking it. God. Goodbye Holy there. Shit. I'm going to do the math and like, well, so like an hour, 45 last time, two hours, 15 this time, that's four hours and an hour, 15 the first time. So five hours and 15 minutes we spent discussing Obi-Wan Kenobi. We talked uh, about it for almost as long as its entire runtime. Basically. Yeah. I don't think, <laughs> actually, I don't think each episode was, uh, I don't think each episode is uh, an hour. I think they're like 30 to 45 minutes. So we probably talked about it longer. Um <laughs> So that's that's fun. So uh, do we want to do final thoughts? Uh, John, real quickly, let's wrap this up. What are your final thoughts on uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? That, now that we're done. Uh, don't watch it. It's kind of pointless. Good advice. What if you're a diehard Star Wars fan? You want to see what happened to Obi-Wan between the original trilogy and the prequels? If you're a diehard Star Wars fan, you shouldn't be listening to me anyway. Like, you should already be aware that I don't agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and Alex, is this is this a triumph? Uh, would George Lucas be proud? I think so, honestly. Um, <laughs> like, if we're going, I mean, I, I don't think Lucas likes anything Disney Star Wars because, it, like, he's you know his name's not on it, you know. So I think he's just he's gonna say it's all bad, you know. And I, there's some credits we can give to it, but he also is the person who broke Star Wars first and the most. So like, also fuck him. I don't give a shit. Um, but uh, you know, I think. It did, like, what I've been trying to say for years, what any good Star Wars stuff that thing does. It makes the universe more confusing. It breaks the rules. And it causes the fans to go into a frenzy trying to save their religion and keep it together until the next thing comes out that breaks the rules and messes things up and all that stuff, you know? I'm glad it embraced the memes a bit more than other ones had. Uh, that, was, that was cool and fun. But, uh, like, from, like, editing and filmmaking, it's pretty weak and cheap, which, like, maybe... You know, like Red Letter Media thought was funny and liked, and I found it distracting. Uh, like writing, again, like things were written backwards and forwards, like to get to beats that didn't make sense. And it still just seems like, like John was mentioning when Obi-Wan was supposed to be like a Western, spaghetti Western showdown type thing. It's like, if they would do interesting stuff with Star Wars, I, it would be interesting, but they keep having interesting ideas. And then somebody at the top, like top down, it just gets turned into this bland has to like address the online criticism yeah slop that i i just it, you know it it sucks so yeah um it 10 been, out of like, 10 i highly recommend everyone go watch <laughs> it right now um i uh yeah a low a disney doing it what if we had a, a loner on tatooine who has to you know fight somebody in a low stakes show i'm like fuck fuck me if i haven't seen that show twice already with boba fett land right. grab endangering owen's farm and obi-wan has to fight no, land stop <laughs> stop do not bring a motherfucking skywalker into any of this bullshit you're gonna go wrong no what i'm saying is uh, that's how you keep obi-wan away right like there's a land grab situation and owen is like oh shit we're gonna have to sell the farm and then obi-wan is like i can't allow that to happen and he just runs off on his own to deal with the problem I'm a bit, if I was a Disney executive, I'd be like, that sounds boring. Everybody would hate that. Like, you're talking about you want to do after job of the hut into it. Why would we do that? That's a lot of CGI. 
It's a budget we don't have time for. We used all that in Boba Fett. Um, yeah, so I didn't like it. I didn't like uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. I will say my favorite uh, of the show, my favorite episodes of the show were these last two. I think there was enough, or not enough, it was a it was a genuinely mixed bag. There's some things where in episode five I liked the framing. Uh, in episode six I liked the payoffs. Uh, John scared me just now. I know. Uh, I was like, did he just crack the code of Star Wars? I realized, I realized I'd prepared a statement for this. <laughs> and, <laughs> but you uh, finish it, and then I'll read my prepared statement. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, John on the John Lian on the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade from the <laughs> from the desk of uh, no I'm kidding uh, it's so yeah bad, I didn't, actually I didn't think it was good I, I don't think it was good the well both of these things that I just mentioned but yeah the especially uh, Obi Wan Kenobi the, the last two episodes were the best um, I think it was a uh, yeah it's sad that uh, this is what we've reduced to I'm really looking forward though for next uh, two weeks from today. We're going, when we're going to be discussing Thor, Love and Thunder, perhaps, maybe, to BD. But definitely, we'll be talking about The Boys Season 3, uh, depending on whether all have seen Thor. Alex, you're going to try and see Thor, and you'll yeah. have also seen uh, The Boys by then. Yes. The yes. show The Boys, and I'm going to do my best to see uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Should be able to make so, it work. Should be able to make it work. So that is July 9th on the Twitch stream, and then, of course, July 10th, the podcast version of that will be available. You can get to the podcast version of this uh, live stream uh, tomorrow night on the 26th, uh, and you'll be able to stream our thoughts if you want to listen to it in the car and you didn't catch the thing, you know, it's in, in its entirety. Uh, and that while I've been talking, that's my thoughts on Obi-Wan, uh, and John has a prepared statement to close us out. Okay. Star Wars, modern Star Wars, is perfectly illustrated in the first episode of Obi-Wan. In the scene where they're harvesting that desert whale, Star Wars is a once awe-inspiring and unique creature reduced to a bloated corpse that serves no purpose except to provide work, high, work positions for people who need jobs to be sold to people who are desperate for a morsel of entertainment for a much higher value than it's worth for no purpose except to fill the pockets of some cartel that just controls everything. I agree. Yeah. Make sure you follow this Twitch stream and the podcast feed anchor.fm slash the film fan club, youtube.com slash the film fan club. This has been twitch.tv slash the film fan club. I'm Sam Carrico. You can follow me on the various social media sites. The Twitter handle is on my screen. And uh, John Leon, Alex McKellar, thank you so much for joining me, guys. Uh, John will not be joining us probably for the boys, but uh, we'll get him back. Hopefully, we'll maybe we'll take a look at some Lord of the Rings stuff down the line or something. Who knows? So, all right, that's it for this one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.